0: First time since 2007 the Princeton Vikings are playing in the Ohio High School Athletic Association football playoffs but in order to advance they're going to have to beat a team that's been the perennial power in this area for quite some time and a team that beat them in the regular season Coleraine Cardinals as tonight it is an Ohio Division 1 Region 4 first round matchup from Coleraine High School as the Princeton Vikings take on the Rain Cardinals. Princeton comes in at six and four on the season, coming off of a loss to Mason, 35-19, in which Mason actually rallied from a 19-7 deficit. Colrain comes in with a record of nine wins and one loss, The low loss in Week 2 to St. Xavier, 21-14. And these two teams, Princeton and Colrain, met just two weeks after that in the fourth game of the season at Princeton where Colrain won 23-14, getting off to a 20-6 halftime lead, thanks in part to a 55-yard touchdown pass off of a fake punt and went on to win that game by the count of 23-14. Colrain has rolled off 83 straight wins over Greater Miami Conference opponents, which Princeton is. Dating back to 2008, when Middletown was the last team to beat Coleraine. Coleraine, the last couple of years, has won the regional championship in Division I. Actually, since uh, it 2017, 2018. Won it before that, also in 2015. 2006, 2004, 2095 and 94. Of course, state champs in the 2004 season. We'll take a timeout when we come back. The superintendent of schools, Tom Burton, will be with Rob Ewell for their weekly podcast. And the kickoff of this first round playoff game between Coleraine and Princeton is just around the corner. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports.
1: Getting answers, finding solutions, local 12 news investigates as soon as we called you everything happened
2: very quickly not afraid to ask the tough questions taking action getting the truth local 12 news investigates welcome into the studios of esp media i'm rob Ebel with first and 10 with the super tom burton every friday tom and i huddle up with the latest on princeton schools tom great news here for princeton schools big football game tonight and then uh Big event on Tuesday. Uh, the community said yes; they're for it, and uh, boy, you have to be uh, extremely pleased.
3: Yeah, the the, uh, the successful passage of the four point two five mil levy uh, is going to certainly help us protect and preserve, you know, the great programming and the Princeton advantage that that we have. And um, you know, it was uh, it was a long day, Rob. <laughs> very very long day. And I uh, went around to all the different precincts and, and had multiple conversations. And, you know, I think one of the things that really kind of set up this successful passage was all the volunteer work that was going on behind the scenes. So we had a great loving committee. There was a ton of wonderful work that was being done on the weekends. And just really trying to get out some honest communication and uh, transparency to the community. So we're
2: thrilled. We're thrilled. Still. Well, I, I got to tell you, I was, I was involved maybe in the eighth inning, if you will, uh, for a couple outs. And uh, to see the, the team that you had together and how you tackled questions and the energy and purpose that you had behind your team, yourself, um, big hats off. Congratulations. Uh, you guys lived it. You earned it. And uh, uh, Princeton schools are very lucky to have you. No, I really mean uh,
3: that. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, Rob. I, I know people have been very, very kind. I know you know it's not lost on I me mean, that obviously it takes it takes a leader, but there are so many different people that stepped up and, and led at different different parts of the kind of the journey. But you know, over 280 community conversations, whether big or small, and I think all those really helped. But there are several community members that really stepped up and actually asked some tough questions and instead of just like saying well, we're just not going to support it, they really backed up, they asked some questions, they learned along the way, and they, I, I also learned along the way And uh, you know, all the way back from our first uh, village amount to when we are going to go in August to reducing that, moving it to November, all of that paid major dividends, so I really appreciate all the community members Stepped up, who actually asked really tough questions and wanted to learn. Right. So I certainly appreciate that. And then, of course, all the community members who opened up their houses for the community conversations and people who came out to learn more. I mean, it was it was great. I I, I feel uh, very blessed to be the superintendent of Princeton City Schools, and uh, look forward to several more very very successful years. And most importantly. Us growing and getting better in some areas.
2: You know the tough questions have to. You know, it's after the process is now done, and the getting the tough questions shows you that the uh, community community cares.
3: They really do, um, and and that's the thing. That's the thing. I think that that a lot of people may may have missed in this a little bit because there are some people that ask some questions on social media. And it would be very easy to be dismissive.
2: Sure. And some of those questions were phenomenal.
3: So we took those questions, put it in our Q&A, or even sat down and and answered them on video and put it out there to, again, provide additional information for the community to make an informed decision. Now, you know, obviously I would have loved to have won 100 to 0 and have nobody vote no. But people vote no
2: for a variety of reasons. And some of those are just, on fixed income,
3: can't afford it, or maybe they're upset about something. And I just hope those people who have voted no or did vote no, if they have some unanswered questions, I would love to be able to have them come in or I can meet them someplace to answer, like, why we do what we do, you know, the state funding formulas, unconstitutional four times, and really kind of go into, like, the state of affairs and where we are and you know, hopefully maybe provide a little bit more clarity for people who need it.
2: Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, I, I know your doors always open, your phone's available. Uh for folks that do have questions, it wasn't just for the levy that you're available to answer questions for Princeton City Schools and, and they can certainly reach out to you if uh, people have those questions. I know that you'll give them the answer. They might not like the answer, but I know that you'll give them the right correct answer.
3: Well, I'll be honest, that's for sure. Yeah.
2: Well, Week 11 of the football season, the first time since 2007 the Princeton Vikings are playing in Week 11. It's, got, it's just got to be so exciting to walk through the halls of Princeton High School right now, uh, facing the number 3 Coleraine uh, Cardinals. Uh, Tom, it's just got to be uh, a, a great experience to to walk those halls right now.
3: Yeah, first time 2007, like you mentioned, first time since have been here. We kind of got had the playoffs kind of taken away from us a couple of years ago. Um, an unfortunate <laughs> incident, uh, another school that had implications for us. That was really too bad. But the fact of the matter is we're here right now. We're really excited about it. A lot of energy in the school. You know, there's been a lot of activity on social media, supporting the Bikes, and, and, uh, just, again, just super ready for
2: tonight. The, uh, when we play the Cardinals, uh, in the regular season at, uh, viking stadium 24 14 colerain win through uh almost three and a half quarters you know it was a very close game and then they pulled pulled away at the end i think uh in looking at huddle and the different things uh, i'm sure uh, coach daniels and his staff have some things up their sleeve to counteract the cardinals and that um, triple option offense and um, i'm excited for tonight's game at seven
3: yeah, you know, when you, I mean, it's
2: always difficult to beat a team twice. I yes. Mean, it's much more difficult to try to beat a team three
3: times. And, you know, adjustments will be made on both sides. I mean, I think we, when you look back, probably, you know, everybody would say that we didn't play the cleanest game. And so, you know, cleaning up some of those uh, little mistakes or bigger mistakes that were made, you know, we'll uh, we'll see what happens, but I know the boys are really, really excited. Coaches are ready, and uh, you know, you never know. And you know, I I like our chances. You got to you know stay disciplined and energetic, and uh, you know, good things are going to happen.
2: Yeah, play four quarters for for certain. Uh, uh, once again, tickets are available at the gate uh, at Colerain High School at the Bird Cage, seven p.m. If you cannot make it, if you're out of town listening to this podcast. Richard Skinner of Local 12 will be bringing all the play-by-play starting at about 6.55 at vikenation.org. Tom, any closing thoughts on the levy, on the game tonight? Uh, It's going to be a little chilly, but you know what? It's football weather. There's not going to be any rain, and it should be a great night for football.
3: Well, I I just wanted to kind of leave everybody with this. You know, it's been a long time since we've had as many student athletes on the football team get some unbelievable honors. We had five first team and six second team. GMC, one of the toughest football conferences in the state. We had 11 Vikings that got recognized. So that's amazing. And we're going to try to pull all that together and get that W. And, Rob, you know, what I always say then is go bikes.
2: Tom, as always, uh, hopefully we get to do a show next week for uh, week 12. If not, these have been fantastic. Hopefully uh, we're able to do some uh, winter broadcasts and get you on uh, before hopefully some basketball games. But uh, I always appreciate your time and, and love the talks and your passion about Princeton schools and all the best. And go Vikes tonight.
0: Mm-hmm. Back here at Cardinal Stadium at Coleraine High School, Richard Skinner along with producer engineer Zach Waddell as Coleraine set to host the Princeton Vikings in this first round playoff game. Coleraine is the three seed, Princeton the sixth seed. Other matchups tonight, Division I, Region Four, have number eight, Mason at number one, St. Xavier, number seven, Hamilton at number two, Fairfield, and number five, Lakota West, coached by former Coleraine coach Tom Bolden at number four, Elder at the pit. Colrain's already out on the field. They come out in black uniform tops with white pants, white numerals, white lettering, trimmed in red, and we're awaiting the arrival of the Princeton Vikings to the field in just a moment. Colrain did win the toss and is deferred, so Princeton will be on offense to start things off. It's a Princeton offense that uh, was on a roll for about two and a half games. The two games, kills Lakota West, and the first half last week against Mason, but then bogged down. But they've gotten a fine performance from quarterback Dorian Durham of late to give this offense a much needed balance. It's an offense that comes in Averaging 180 yards rushing, 5.5 a carry, and 145 through the air, and 29.1 points. Defensively, Princeton's allowing 20.5 points. They are allowing 156.7 yards rushing, which is key because, of course, it's a uh, Colerain team that wants to run the football. And through the air, Colerain, uh, rather, Princeton allowing just 101.9 yards. Colerain's had that option offense since Kerry Combs was here back in the early 1990s, and they've stuck with it. Averaging 27.8 points a game. 273.9 yards per game rushing 6.5 yards a carry they only average 49 yards through the air defensively though again a normally strong group allowing just 13.3 points 95 yards per game rushing most importantly 3.2 a carry but they can be passed on a little bit 122.7 yards and opponents completing 54% of their passes Princeton's now come on the field across the way they're in all white uniform tops and bottoms with red numerals trimmed in a little bit of black the red helmets with the Viking White Viking insignia on the side. Coleraine, by the way, again in those all black tops with the white numerals, white lettering. They got the white helmets with the red cardinal insignia on the side, and we are about set for Princeton Vikings playoff football the first time since 2007. Of course, Coleraine has a rich history of making the playoffs. This is playoff appearance number 22 all time. They've been to the state semifinals eight times. And of course, 2004 state champions under Kerry Combs, who's now the special teams coach for the Tennessee Titans. So getting it teed up, it'll be Cameron Ott. Colering going right to left in this first quarter of play on a very cold night. Not brutally cold, but certainly temperatures in the mid-30s will probably hover there most of the night. That's the good part. Not a lot of wind to speak of. That's the good part. And no precipitation to speak of. That's the best part. Back deep for for Princeton to the near side, as always. Duo of D'Angelo Foster, who's near side, Leroy Bowers. Far side, Princeton going right to left as you look at whatever listening device you're listening to us on, being your Number iPhone, iPad, computer, will, tablet, computer. And we're about Camer set for playoff football. Cameron not, right-footed kicker, getting set to move on at four. Coleraine, he likes to pop these kickoffs short and try to run down and cover. That's what he does, he pops it to the near side. Up the field, it will be James Price at the 25, comes to the 30s, whacked down at the 30-yard line, might have gotten to the 31. And that's where Princeton will start first and 10, and we assume it'll be Dorian Durham At quarterback, looking across the way as the Princeton offense huddled around head coach Mike Daniels before they come out. They'll mark him out at the 30. Exactly, it's a first and 10 Princeton from there. They still have not come out to the field. Looks like they'll have the tight end, Darian Henry in there, and actually gonna go with two tight ends. Tamir Matthews looks like he's gonna come out. And it will be Dorian Durham at quarterback for Cole Rain, or rather for Princeton to start this football game. It's that very staunch Coleraine defense that is missing a key player in linebacker, Michael Bess. So Durham's in the shotgun, has Boyd to his left. They go with double tight end set, so trying to go with the power set, and Durham turned the wrong way to hand it to Boyd, didn't get it, Trying to bounce it outside of the 30, gets to the 32, and he's pushed backwards there. Only he at a two, he turned to hand it off to Boyd. Well, they shoved him pretty far back after that play was over. He tried to hand it off to Boyd, But he went one way, Boyd went the other. Deshaun Pace, the first one to make the stop and got some help as well on the tackle from MJ Flowers, who's in there on defense. So give him three. They'll mark it up to the 33. Off the hash mark to the right. So Princeton, just like it did last week, came out with that power set look of two tight ends. They put Burke Coulter to the near side. The open side of the field. Rodney Harris to the far side. The tight side of the field. Again, two tight ends in there. Matthews to the left. Here's the snap back. Durham fakes it. Looks to throw. He's going to throw it deep down the left side for Burkhalter. He's well covered. It's just a jump ball. And it's going to be intercepted. Intercepted by Pace at the 45-50. 45 in Prince of Terry. 40 35-30. 25 to the 20. And he stepped out of bounds at about the 25-yard line. Not a great throw by Dorian Durham. He tried to throw a jump ball. And it hung badly for him. And... Deshaun Pace, he wasn't actually the main guy in coverage. He came over, and just kind of waited for it on a jump ball, was able to easily come up with the interception for rain and the Cardinals have a big break early on as they'll take over first and 10 on the Princeton 27-yard line. We played just barely over a minute. Princeton turns it over on its first series. It'll be Freddie Johnson, the quarterback. Last game against Princeton. They rushed for... 230 yards on 52 carries. MJ Flowers hundred actually hundred did a lot of the hundred damage. He went over 100 yards. yards. It'll be Hamza Abdul-Wahid, the fullback. Double two receivers on the right, wing back. Two receivers the left, wing back to the right. And now the wing back comes in motion and sets himself in the backfield. That's Murray. Here's a handoff to the fullback.
2: Hamza, Hamza Abdul-Wahid up the middle. He didn't get very far. There. Got a couple
0: of yards out of it. Down about the 22-yard line. They started at the 24, so give him two. It'll be second and eight from there. Princeton's defense under the gun right off the bat after the turnover. From the Princeton 24, they send Ronald Williams Jr. to the left. They're going to put a man inside the slot, Jalen Thomas inside of him. Going out from under center this time, Johnson has an eye formation. Murray the eye back gonna take it, options left, pitches it to Murray, trying to get to the corner, 25-20. Far side to the 15, and he spun down at the 12-yard line. Murray, Jay Roberson made the tackle out. with help from Kevin, settles up from the secondary, but a quick option to the and left-hand side, picks up about 10, maybe 11 and yards, down the 11-yard line, it'll be a first good. down Colerain. That is good
1: for Coleraine,
0: first down. This thing started about as bad as you could script it, if you were scripting it in a bad way. Turnover on the second play on the interception, and now knocking on the door. Two receivers go right this time. Again out of the I formation with Johnson under center. Turns. He's got an option left side. Tries to cut it up field. Dance away from one man at the 10-yard line and down to the five. They had him hemmed in. And he takes it all the way down to the five-yard line. Leroy Bowers came up to make the stop, but they had him hemmed in at the 10. He just stutter stepped and split two defenders and winds up picking six yards down to the five. So second down from there. Actually, they'll mark him down at the four. Give him seven. And two receivers to the right, the open side of the field. They're in the
1: I-formation
0: pace, the I-back this time. Or make it Jalen Thomas the I-back. Here's Johnson turns, hands of the fullback. Hamza Abdul-Wahid and plows Wahid. his way just short of the first down. We'll mark him down at about the two-yard line. So it'll be third and one from there. One yard for a first down, two yards for a touchdown. The third down one. Big play here for Princeton, trying to keep him out of the end zone. And off the board, if all possible, after the turnover. Same formation, two receivers go to the right. Eye formation with the quarterback, Johnson under center. Abdul Wahid, the fullback, the eye back, is Jalen Thomas. Off the hash mark to the left. Johnson takes the snap, turns, hands to the full. No, fake that he's going to keep it himself, and he's going to be stopped for a loss. Boy, they had it well defended that That time in Princeton, leading the charge. Look like Christian Kilgus Dixon, and it was... He's going to lose. Three. Well, maybe they gave him the four progress back to the That's line of scrimmage. 29. It's still going to be shy of the first down.
2: No
1: game on the play. Fourth down,
0: one. So it'll be fourth and a yard. It looks like are they going to try to get some points on the board? Are they going to go out of the Wildcat? Because Johnson's coming out of the game the quarterback. It looks like I think Deshaun Pace is going to be the Wildcat quarterback here. They brought a couple of other bigger guys in. They brought in Donovan Owens, a 225-pound defensive lineman. And it's going to be Pace in the shotgun. So fourth and about a yard, maybe even less. Pace the Wildcat quarterback, claps his hands, and Princeton looked like it jumped off sides, and it did. Boy, oh boy, this this has happened all season long. Key pre-snap penalties or major penalties. Maybe you get lucky and this goes against Coleraine. I don't think it does, though. Offsides against Princeton. A fourth and one, that's going to give him enough for a first down.
1: First down, Cardinal!
0: Man, oh man. That has just been kind of a common theme this whole year long. Key pre-snap penalties at inopportune times. They had them fourth and one. Instead, it's first and goal from the one. Just under eight minutes to go, opening quarter. Johnson's back in there, at quarterback. He's got one running back behind him. Everybody else in tight, wing to the right. Now they shift two men to the left as wing backs to that side. Johnson turns, hands with a fullback off left tackle, and Abdul Wahid goes in for the touchdown. comes Abdul Wahid, a yard for the touchdown, and Corain is taken a 6-0 lead. I'd love to see what might happen on the fourth and one play, but as it was, Princeton jumps off sides, gives him the first down, and the turnover, the interception by Dorian Durham, being picked off by Deshaun Pace leads to a short field. And on first and goal. Hamza abdule goes one yard for the touchdown. It'll be on to attempt the point after Cameron Ott. Snap back is a good one. The hold is a good one as well. The kick by Ott is straight down the middle and true. 7.45 to go. opening quarter. Colerain jumps out on top. It's Colerain 7, Princeton nothing. This is Princeton Vikings playoff football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
4: At Robert Half, we know finding the right employees is a job in itself, and it's a job we love. You see, Robert Half isn't just a staffing firm, we're people, people who believe in finding the right people to fit your company's needs. Because employees who are a good fit are more productive, more engaged, Finding a great candidate isn't easy, but at Robert Half, we know it's possible. Robert Half, the experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Learn more at roberthalf.com slash radio.
1: Back here at Cardinal Stadium at Coleraine High School, Richard Skinner with producer engineer
0: Zach Waddell. Coleraine takes advantage of a short field, goes 25 yards in seven plays to score the touchdown. Make it six plays actually to score the touchdown. It'll be Cameron Ott to kick off for the second time. Get the last kickoff short, and Coleraine was able to cover it pretty quickly. Disappointing start, the turnover, the short field, going jumping off sides on fourth and one, and then the touchdown on the very next play. So here's Ott, moves on the football again. He's going to pop this one short to the near side. Going to be fielded by D'Angelo Foster, who played the up back at the 20. He's running parallel, trying to get to the outside. Gets it to the corner at the 30. Has some running room, 35, 40, far side, 45, and banged out of bounds at the 49-yard line. So they move D'Angelo Foster to the up back position. He's usually the deep man, but thinking that Rain would do it again, they put one of their speedier and better kickoff returners in that spot. D'Angelo Foster made him pay going across the field. Returns it 30 yards. will actually mark it at the 50. Princeton trying to answer the Coleraine touchdown. And they got great field position to start this drive. Nope, they're gonna mark it at the 49 in Princeton territory now. Again, they're gonna come out with a two tight end look. Nope, one tight end look. They're gonna slot Jamar Matthews and Harris to the right. Burke Halter to the left, the open side. Boyd, the running back to the left of Durham. in the shotgun looks at a five man front. Now Matthews goes in motion. Hand it straight ahead to Boyd. And he's gonna be tackled for a lay. He broke through the tackle, got across the 50 to the 49 yard line. He was hit initially in the backfield by Dante Corleone, but. Was able to bounce off of him and get a pretty good gainer of about three yards. There's going to be a loss of a
1: yard.
0: Burkhalter again comes to the near side, the left slot to the right. Matthews, Jamar Matthews, the slot man. Boyd to the left of Durham in the shotgun. Again, looking at a five-man front. It's three down linemen and two linebackers. There's Matthews, goes in motion, going left. Hand off to Boyd, running right. has running room inside the 45 to the 40 far side. Still on his feet, 35-30, and runs out of bounds at the 25. He might have stepped out of here earlier. That's why he ran out at the 25. But a good gainer off that right side by the big fella, 230-pound. Thomas Boyd increased him on that right side, and Boyd able to pick up some very substantial yardage. Down to the 30s where he stepped out of bounds. So a pickup of 18 yards and a first down, Princeton. Under seven minutes to go, first quarter. Colrain leading seven, nothing.
1: spotted 30-yard line.
0: So, first down, they're operate on the hash mark to the left, same formation. No, actually they're going to go slot left this time. Matthew's the slot man inside Burkhalter. Harris lined up wide right, Boyd to the left of Durham in the gun, takes the shotgun snap, hands it to Boyd, he juggles the handoff, running right across the 30. Far side, 25-20, and he's run out of bounds at the 19-yard line 20, for a pickup of 11 30. yards. So, a good gainer for Thomas Boyd as he runs for 11 before he's finally run out of bounds, and that's going to be another first down. So Princeton finding some running room off the right side. That's the Vincent Munlin side. He's the tackle on that side. Paris Johnson, the big fellow on the left side.
1: Block stop, 647 to go after
0: Boyd ran out of bounds. And Burkhalter and Jamar Matthews to the left. That's the open side. Harris again to the right. During Henry, a tight end set right. Boyd behind Durham this time in the shotgun. And this time Colrain jumped off sides. So that's a five-yard penalty mm-hmm. going against the Cardinals, a free five. And Princeton doing a nice job trying to answer after that disastrous start of the turnover, a short field, and a Person? touchdown by Colerain. Mm-hmm. They're going to have it first and five down at the 13-yard line. Durham ran over to the sideline to talk to Mike Daniels for a moment. They'll send Burkhalter. They're going to send three receivers left this time. Burke Burkhalter farthest out. Harris inside of him and Jamar Matthews inside of him. Boyd to the left of Durham in the shotgun. Takes the shotgun snap. Hands it off to Boyd. Running right behind Muddland. Has a block at the 10. To the 5. Touchdown, Thomas Boyd. From 13 yards, 13 yards out. Yards. And they did all that running on the right side on that drive. It covers 51 yards and Princeton, an extra point away from tying the score. Thomas Boyd having a big-time drive on the ground as he picks up all 51 yards. They're actually taking back 46 of the 51. Five came via penalty, but he goes in for the touchdown, and now Michael Everson will try to tie it up with the extra point. Jamel Wimpy will snap it. Dorian Durham will hold it. Princeton with a great job to answer right there after giving Coleraine an easy short field in seven. Snapback's a good one. The hold is a good one. Ever since PAT has a line drive kick that's up and just inside the left upright good.
1: 6.40 to go first
0: quarter. It's a brand new game. Princeton 7, Colerain 7. This is Princeton Vikings. Playoff football from ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: EBCO Pavement Services LLC has been doing commercial asphalt, concrete, and ceiling work since 1962 in the tri-state area. Our valued customers include Home Depot, United Dairy Farmers, CB Richard Ellis, Town Properties, and Fifth Third Bank, to name a few. We strive to provide professional service, communication, and project management for all of your commercial concrete and pavement maintenance needs. Go Abco Pavement Services. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: It all started with the D'Angelo Foster kickoff return up to almost the midfield stripe. Set up Princeton with a great field position and the Vikings answer the Colerain touchdown with one of their own. As kicking it off, the kickoff specialist Hayden Cobbs. Back deep to the near side is Sean Williamson to the far side to Sean Pace. See if Everson though gives either one of them a chance to return it, or Cobbs rather. He's gonna drive one to the far side. It's gonna be fielded by an up back at the 25 or the 15 yard line. Running near side across the 20, running parallel is Beavers. He gets a block and runs out of bounds at the 30. He's banged out of bounds hard by Jaheem Thomas. and They're gonna get him for a late hit.
3: Kenny Willis on the kickoff
0: return. The trend continues.
1: Now a penalty play.
0: Now he has a good two or three yards out of bounds. That was actually Kenny Willis who returned it. Sophomore. And Willis was a good two or three yards out of bounds when Jaheen Thomas hit him late for no reason. So you've had a key pre-snap penalty, which has been happening all year long, and now you've had a key personal foul, which has been happening all season long. That was a great job covering the kickoff. I mean, he he was running parallel. And they'll start now instead of the 33. They'll start at about the 48-yard line, if that's where it's marked off from. Gene Thomas, a great player. He's made a lot of great plays. That was not one of them. Again, it's good to be aggressive. It's good to be physical, but I mean, you've got to know your, where you are in the field. I mean, he, was a good, he was well out of bounds. Well, they'll mark it only to the 46-yard line. So they marked it from the 31. Still a 15-yard penalty mark off. So it'll be a first down for Colerain from their own 46. Slot to the left. They'll go out of the eye with Johnson back under center. Thomas the eye back. Turn, handoff, no, he's going to be an option going left. Pitches it back. Here's Thomas trying to get to the outside, and he is not going to do it. As my Jaden Horton Jayden came up Thomas from the safety spot here. to roll him out of bounds, he slung him out at the 47. Couldn't really get a good grasp on him to make the tackle, but got enough of him to run him down. And MJ Horton, who was the quarterback for the first seven or so games Jayden, and showed great and burst as a runner, struggled as a passer, Used his speed right there to come up on the option play to get a hold of Thomas and run him out of bounds. So make it a gain of two. And two receivers come to the right in a slot off the hash mark to the left. Eye formation behind Johnson who's under center. Turns, he wants to throw a pass. The left-hander does so. Caught by Pace at the 48 to the 50. Stiff arms a man at the 45 and runs out of bounds down around the 40-yard line. Sean Pace, 6'3", 210 pounds. That's a big guy trying to break down. He's a terrific defender. we were going to see him as a Wildcat quarterback on the offside's play. And an easy completion for Freddie Johnson. who just threw it out to him. He was in the slot on just kind of a swing pass. And then
1: Princeton he uses his running 49. ability to get it
0: down to the Princeton 41. Pace goes out wide left with Isaiah Myers outside of him. Again in the eye formation. Abdul Wahid the fullback. Thomas the eye back. Johnson turns. He's gonna hand it to the fullback and not much there. Jahine Thomas was able to wrap up Abdul Wahid after a very short gain. Also Christian Kilgus Dixon was there to meet him. And one other player who was at Jay Roberson, I believe and it was. And Dixon. Nice job by Thomas especially. He did a good job thumping himself on the chest. So he did a good job to make the stop. Give him a short gain of a yard down to the 51, 40.
1: Second down, nine. Second and nine,
0: Coleraine. Tie score, seven, seven, first quarter. Coleraine had a short field thanks to an interception by Deshaun Pace and a good return to the 26. And then Coleraine, Brother Princeton answering on a 51-yard drive when the last time they just had it. Play clock's down to eight. Coleraine's still in the huddle. They're gonna probably have to take a timeout here and that's exactly what they're gonna do. We'll take a timeout with them. Clock stop with 5.06 to go in the first quarter. It's Coleraine 7, Princeton 7. This is Princeton Vikings playoff football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: Enjoying tonight's broadcast but missed the first 30 minutes? No need to worry. Appointment listening for all ESP Media broadcasts can be found at soundcloud.com backslash ESP Media or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Search for ESP Media. Appointment listening by ESP Media since 2010.
0: Back here at Cardinal Stadium at Coleraine High School. Opening quarter, a little over midway through it. Princeton 7, Colrain 7. Coleraine has it second and nine from the Princeton 40. They'll go. Two receivers left, wing back left, one receiver right, Abdul Wahid, the lone running back. Now he's in the wing back left in motion, going right. Abdul Wahid following Johnson fumbles the football. It's loose. Oh, loose. And let's see, I think Colerain was able to recover it. One of the offensive linemen fell on it. That is a huge recovery. Is there to recover it for Colerain? Was Not sure who got that? One of the offensive linemen did recover it.
1: By the Cardinals. Third down. It is
0: a gain of a mm-hmm. yard to the 39. That was a golden opportunity. That ball was on the turf as Johnson fumbled the snap. He'll go two receivers left. Or actually, one receiver each way. Now double wingbacks, one each way. Abdul-Wahid, the fullback, is Johnson under center. Thomas goes in motion off the wing left. Here's Johnson back to throw, going deep down the middle to a receiver who's not looking for it. Actually, on the far side to a receiver who wasn't even close. Nice. It was well covered as... Good coverage, and man-to-man coverage, Elijah Everhart, as he tried to throw it deep down the left side for Isaiah Myers, and it wasn't even close. And Coleraine going to have to punt it away. It'll be Lawson Sandusky, and if you'll recall in that regular season game, the 23-14 Colrain win, Sandusky out of punt formation. Through a 55-yard touchdown pass. So Coleraine, or rather, Princeton's got to be wary of that right here. Bowers alone, or actually Bowers and Foster in twin safety stand back at their own, tend to await the punt. This is a Hunter Sandusky stands at his own 46. It's a good snap back. It's a quick punt away to the near side, heading out of bounds, and it goes out around the 20-yard He's line. We'll see where they mark it officially. They run down to the 15. Let's we'll see if he runs up a little bit more. He will, and they'll mark it out at the 20-yard line. So the Princeton defense does a good job. After the Coleraine took over with pretty good field position at its own 46 well, and they got a first down down to the 41 on a pass 20. play, Princeton will take over 1st and 10 on its own, 20. 4.15 to go, opening quarter, 7-7 score. On a night that has officially reached the freezing mark, temperature-wise, 32 degrees outside. That's according to the scoreboard here at Colerain. Two receivers right, one to the left. They keep Henry, the tight end, set right. And out of the shotgun. Durham has Boyd to his left, takes the shotgun, snaps, hands it to Boyd running right. Boyd trying to get to the corner and he does so. Has it across the 25 to the 30. They stack him up and push him back there. They may have given him forward progress across the 30 to the 31. And if so, that's gonna be a first down as Princeton continues having great success running right. And they did, they'll give him across the 30, the first down for Thomas Boyd in the Princeton offense. Princeton finding some great success running right. Pulling a guard, it looks like, but that's Vincent Munlin, the right tackle on that side. 6'5", 235. Off the hash mark to the right, though, this time. Slot to the right, the close side. One receiver, Burke Coulter left. Boyd to the left of Durham, who's in the gun, looking at a five-man front. Three down, two up. In motion coming left is Foster. They're going to hand it to Boyd, running right again. Has some running room across the 30. To the 35, lowers his shoulder across the 40, and he's run out of bounds at the 42-yard line. Thomas Boyd again around the right side and again gashing for big yardage. That's a gain of 10 up to the 41 and that's going to be another Princeton first down. They have keep going back to the same well and the same well has been kind to them. They'll actually mark it at the 42 so make it an 11-yard pickup. And That play was into the short side of the field, the boundary side. He still was able to get the corner and still able to chunk out a first down. Thomas Boyd having a big first quarter. Still 3.33 to go in it. 1st and 10, Princeton from its own, 42 again on the hash mark to the right. They will send three receivers left. Nobody goes wide. Actually, no, three receivers left, one to the right. No tight end this time. And now a whistle and a timeout going to be taken by Princeton this time. I know. All right, we'll Princeton. take another one with them. 3.33 to go, opening quarter. Princeton 7, Colerain 7 in this Ohio Division I Region 4 playoff. This is Princeton Vikings playoff football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports
2: budget door of cincinnati has you covered we specialize in repair and installation of commercial doors security gates and dock levelers with affordable rates 24-hour commercial service and free replacement quotes budget door can help you with any of your dock or door projects have an issue with your home garage door or opener budget door can help with that too servicing the tri-state area for over 30 years budget door offers quality service at a budget price call 513-851-6644 to schedule your door repair or replacement today Each
0: team's now used the timeout here in this first quarter that still has 3.33 to go in it. Back here at Cardinal Stadium at Colerain High School, Richard Skinner, producer engineer, Zach Waddell, first down for Princeton after they had two first down runs at their own 42. Two receivers each way. Durham going to hand it to Boyd, running right, trying to get outside. And this time they're going to gang tackle him and stop him. Went to the well maybe one time too many, but hard to blame him. Brian Beavers came in to clean things up after Corleone hit him first. Lose maybe a yard back to the 41. Is there a flag too?
1: No gain on the play.
0: Score to pass along, St. X leads Mason 7-0. Elder 14, Lakota West nothing. LaSalle up big on Little Miami. 28-0 first quarter. Wow, and Fairfield on Hamilton, 9-6. Thanks to Zach well, for those scores. It's going to be a personal foul against Base Face Mask, mask against Colerain. Cole so a break for, for Princeton there. Not to mark it all the way down to the Colerain 44-yard line. Or it'll be this first down, goal Princeton. Goal Third goal drive goal of the game for the Vikings. They turn it over on the second play from scrimmage on an goal interception. Goal Led to a Coleraine touchdown, then scored the last time they had it. and Marching right here from their own 20, and now Coleraine goes off sides. So this is uncharacteristic of Coleraine. Pre-snap penalty right there is jumping through the gap too quickly. LT Johnson, senior defensive lineman, trying to get right through the guard center gap. He did, he just did it a little bit early. So it'll be first and five Princeton from the Colerain thirty-nine with three eleven to go opening quarter. James, or actually, uh, I Turner in there at the moment. Ari Turner, he gets to the right side. He's got running room 40, 35, 30. Cuts it to 25. Cuts back at the 20 to the 15, 10, 5, touchdown. First time he touched it tonight. The speedster. 140 pound Ari and Turner. But it may be coming back. Uh-oh, penalty plays. And this has happened a bunch this year, too. Big plays wiped out by penalties. It's penalty marker, sits at the 33, holding the call against Princeton, so it wipes out an Ari Turner, 39-yard touchdown. Now, when they mark this off from the 33, it'll only be marked back to the 43, so it'll be second and nine, so it won't be an impossible situation to try to make the first down, but it wipes out a touchdown. and would've given Princeton the lead. So, yep, they'll mark it to the 43 after the 10-yard mark off from the spot of the foul. But boy, I'll tell you, that right side right now is, they're just blowing open holes.
1: Turner's first touch of the
0: night. Turner stays in the game. Burkhalter comes to the left, the open side, and the boundary side, Matthews, the slot man inside of Harris. They come up with the tight end, actually no, three receivers that way. No, there's a tight end set to the right. Now here comes Matthews in motion, or Foster in motion left, handoff, Turner running right, and he's gonna be cut down for a loss. Jalen Thomas came firing off the cou- off the edge and Turner dropped ball, Ari right Turner in. for a loss back to the Jaylen forty-six Thomas yard line. For it's a loss of three. Actually, that run before gave Princeton a first down, so that was a first down play. This will be a second down play upcoming. Second and twelve from the forty-six.
1: To
0: the off the hash mark to the right, Burke Ulter comes wide left. Gary and Henry back and they're gonna line up as a tight end left. They got a wing back Foster to the right. Here's a hand off to Turner, running straight ahead, coming left. Has some running room, but not much. Got maybe a yard, started to make a cutback. Look like he was gonna get that cutback lane, but they're to wrap him up. Rothwell Mel Martinier was able to wrap him up and drop him after a gain. They'll mark it at the 44. He got a generous spot there. They gave him an extra yard on the spot. He was really wrapped up at the 45. They gave him an extra yard to the 44. Still third and 10, third and 11. It's still a long third down situation. You can hear the Coleraine crowd trying to get their team back involved. 7-7 score, a minute and a half to go first quarter. Third and 10 Princeton on the Coleraine 44. Slot to the right, one receiver left, one running back in the backfield. Corey right, looks like it wants to blitz. It just has three down linemen before the linebackers right behind them looked like they were all gonna come. There's the snap back and now a whistle and we get another timeout for Princeton. We do because the Vikings were having a hard time as they could see the blitz was coming. They might have been backing out of it but looked like all the world-like they were gonna come. So we'll keep it here with a minute 15 to go in the opening quarter. That's the second timeout now that Princeton's taken in the half so they're just down to one. Cole rains down to two. They've taken one in this quarter. To recap, on the second play from scrimmage, Dorian Durham threw a pass up for grabs to Sterling Burkhalter that was easily intercepted by Deshaun Pace. He made a great return down to the Princeton 26-yard line. Princeton did get it to a fourth and one at the two, but then the Vikings jumped off sides on the very next play on first and goal. Hamza Abdul-Wahid crashed in a yard for a touchdown, but Princeton answered with a 51-yard drive. It was capped off by a Thomas Boyd touchdown, and now third and 10 after Princeton forced the punt on the last series, third and 10 Vikings at the 44. Trip set to, actually four receivers right, one left. Durham out of an empty backfield, drops to throw it. He's being flushed, rolls left. He's gonna throw it over the middle, and it's through the hands of a diving attempt by Jamar Matthews down around the 30 yard line. That would've been a really difficult catch as Durham threw it very low. And Foster couldn't quite get his hands underneath it. And now the Vikings will punt it away with a minute eight to go in the quarter. Will be Tamir Matthews to punt it, Jamel Wimpy to snap it. See goes in. deep. I'm guessing it'll be Pace who will drop back, and it will be. So DeShawn Pace Shot will go back in single safety here. Chance to maybe pin him back if Matthews can get a decent punt off. Then he have to be a great punt, just a decent one. Pace stands at the 20. There's a loopy snap back but Matthews, plenty of time to get it off, does so. It's not a great punt. Pace is gonna let it bounce. He's gonna catch it back at the 10 yard line, escapes one man, dances out to the right sideline. Now he's gonna try to dance back to the left and he's gonna get his way across the 20 to the 21 yard line before he's finally snowed under there. And with 54 seconds to go in this opening quarter, rain will have it on its own. About 22 is where they'll market. 7-7 our score in this Division One Region IV first first-round playoff game.
1: Roger take
0: possession. First down, so Maybe the Princeton defense can come up with another stand right here, force a punt, get some good field position again. They got one first down on the last drive. Did Colrain? But then. Princeton forced the punt. Pace goes wide left. Myers goes wide right. They're in the eye formation. Actually, they're going to be yeah, the offset eye, but out of the shotgun this time is Johnson. Now he resets to his right. He's the fullback. Takes the snap. Going to hand it off to the tailback. Running through Thomas. Gets across the 25 to the 26 as he's wrapped up by Bowers. Thomas and then pushed backwards. There. Kevin Suttle's also there to help out. A play to four to the 26. Play. Make it five to the 27 there's now they when watch. they put the football down. And there's a little bit of difference between the game clock and play clock. About five seconds The Coleraine's going to have to run another play, and they're already at the right line of scrimmage. Out of the shotgun, kind of that offset eye again. Abdul Rahid to the right of the quarterback. Now he resets to the left with Thomas the deep back. Johnson takes the shotgun snap, going to come down the line on the option to the left, cuts it upfield, and gets it across the thirty to the 31-yard line. Jaheen Thomas with some help from Iray and Love.
1: Thomas, is on the gonna mark him
0: just a yard short of the first down at the 31, and on that play, time is gonna run out in the first quarter of play. Princeton took a punch right off the get-go, but the Vikings responded, and through one quarter of play of this Division I Region IV first-round playoff game, it's Princeton 7, Coleraine 7. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, and it's powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: creating beautiful smiles every day. That is what we do at Casanelli Shanker, and Baker Orthodontics. These board-certified orthodontists treat both children and adults and use traditional braces, clear ceramic brackets, and Invisalign to meet their individual patient needs. With offices conveniently located in Westchester and Blue Ash, they provide flexible payment options, convenient hours, and high-quality care. For a free new patient exam, contact Casanelli Shanker, and Baker Orthodontics at 513-777-7060.
0: Statistics through one quarter of play. Princeton with 75 yards total offense. Colerain 47. Princeton all 75 on the ground. Colerain 36 on the ground. Princeton six first downs to three for Colerain. Thomas Boyd had 67 yards rushing on seven carries in that first quarter. As we start quarter number two, it'll be third and one Colrain, from its own 31. Here's the direct snap back and running straight ahead, I believe, was Pace, and I don't know if he got there. It'll be really close. Princeton saying they stopped him.
1: Thomas. Of course,
0: Colrain saying they got it, and the official hasn't signaled yet. Now he signals first down for Colrain. Look like he got it before he he got pushed backwards.
1: First down! Pace was in there as the
0: Wildcat quarterback, took the shotgun snap, and he just ran it straight ahead. He's powerful. As I mentioned, he's a big fella, 210. Freddie Johnson, the quarterback, is just 170 pounds. And Pace going to stay in there in the Wildcat. We're going to go with everybody tight. Nobody wide. Thomas on a wing, sort of, to the right. Got two protectors, almost an inverted wishbone. Here's a handoff to Thomas, trying to swing it wide right. Jay Roberson stayed home and did a great job, and he'll tackle him after a very short gain, about the two to the 34. Roberson was the corner on that side and did not bite inside as they came on the jet sweep coming right.
1: Give him
0: a gain of a yard to the 34. Now Johnson and the rest of the regular offensive package comes back in for Coleraine on second and nine. Corinne has won 83 straight games. A great against Greater Miami Conference foes, of course. Princeton Corinne in the nine. same conference. Last loss back in 2008. Rolled through some scores here in a second after this play. Mason, by the way, up on X though, 13 to 7. Here's a handoff to the fullback Abdul Wahid. He's got some running room still on his feet. They still haven't got into the ground as he crosses the 40 to the 43, and very near a first down. Waheed. Elders still up 14 to nothing. Little Miami and LaSalle. Boy, LaSalle, what a first quarter. 35 nothing And Fairfield still up on Hamilton. And it's
1: 9-6. For
0: LaSalle was ready for the playoffs. Looks like it. Only on pace to score 140.
1: Oh, that's spotted on the 43 yard line.
0: So that is a first attic. The run by the fullback, Hamza Abdul Wahid, just on a straight handoff off the option. First down for Coleran at the 43. Two receivers, actually you no know, one receiver each way, double wings each way. Now wing back comes in motion going right. There's a handoff going back to the right to the left wing back. That's Thomas, almost fumbled it, held on to it as he crossed the 45 scenario. to the 48 yard line. That almost came out.
1: Ron Jarrett,
0: was in on the tackle. Ron Jarrett helping lead up, the charge, down, and trying guard. to roll some linemen through. Quincy Hughes, who starts on the offensive line at guard, is in there playing defensive tackle at the moment. But a gain of five, and I'll tell you, Thomas coming off the wing left on a scissor play. Almost fumbled that football. Played a little over two minutes of the second quarter. 7-7 score. Coleraine on its own 48. Put together a decent march here. Pace comes wide left, Myers wide right. They sent double wing backs. Thomas on a wing left. Lawson Sandusky on a wing right. He goes in motion, coming left. Here's a fake pitch. Johnson drops the throw, throws it out the right, flat over the hand of the intended receiver. The fullback, Abdul Wahid, was wide open at the 45-yard line, but Freddie Johnson, a left-hander, was rolling right and just sailed it over his head, incomplete. Make it third and five. five. Nice play design, and he was open. Here comes that bigger offensive package back in. And it's gonna be Pace as the Wildcat quarterback as they bring an extra beef is checking in as Corleone, who's six foot who's 6'2", 285. Donovan Owens, 6'2", 225. They'll come in as kind of personal protector blockers. Kind of the inverted wishbone with Pace the deep man. And the shotgun sets Thomas down to his left. They went in motion or started too early. That's a false start against, or no, they're gonna call offsides. Offsides against Princeton. So that's going to give a free five yards, and depending on the spot here, it's either going to be just short of the first down or just enough. And I think it's just enough for the first down, as it's down to the 47. It Should be enough for the first down, and it is. Boy, Prince has given us two first downs off of two pre-snap penalties. Nobody jumped. Somebody apparently lined up in the neutral zone. So Pace is going to stay in there as the Wildcat, and they stay with the. Bigger formation. Thomas, really other skill position guys, kind of offset on a wing left. He'll go in motion now, going back right. Here's Pace takes the snap, just runs straight ahead. Power football inside the 45. He lowers his shoulder, gets to the 43 yard line. This is just beef against beef. They'll let the 215-pound pace just come, come downhill. And he gains four on first down. Down to the 43-yard line. I mean, this is literally old-school single-wing football right here. Nothing fancy. 7-7, under nine minutes to go in the first half. They stay with the same personnel group. Thomas going to come over on a wing left. Pace in the Wildcat as as the quarterback, actually in the shotgun. Now Thomas goes in motion right, takes the direct snap, running off right guard, and not much there as he gets it down near the 40. mark him just short. As Iron Love, one of the guys who got it, Pace just lost his helmet. He's going to have to come out. Joshua Younger, the big guy, 300 pounder at the bottom of that pile. So Pace does come out, and they'll put their smaller formation in, and their smaller personnel group in. As there comes Abdul Wahid, Sandusky, and Myers, and then Freddie Johnson, at quarterback, faced with a third and about three from the 40-yard line. Myers comes wide left. Sandusky gonna come out that way in a slot. Johnson's gonna go from under center with an eye formation behind him, looking at a five-man front. Johnson takes the snap, going to hand it off. Now he's going to pitch it back to Thomas, trying to swing wide left. He's going to get the first down, breaks a tackle, 35, cuts back 30, 25, 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 10-yard line, and finally run out of bounds. They ran the option coming left, and a perfect pitch by Freddie Johnson to the trail back, Jalen Thomas, and they will roll him all the way down to the 10-yard line where it'll be first down and goal. That was a nice job by Freddie Johnson to pull it and make the pitch on the option coming left. And so make it first and goal at the 10-yard line off the hash mark to the left. Clock stopped because he went out of bounds with 8.07 to go in a 7-7 score. Byers goes He's wide right. Going. Pace back in there on a wing left. Thomas on a wing right. The lone running back Abdul Wahid with Johnson under center. Johnson turns, hands it off to Abdul Rahid, running off left tackle, and he goes nowhere, running right into Christian Kilgis Dixon, and then he shoved backward. Joshua Younger also there. He might have gotten a half a yard out of that, but not much more.
1: Dixon,
0: oh, tackle? Yeah, give him a yard maybe to the nine. Christian Kilgis Dixon doing a good job to get in the gap, but Joshua Younger was also there, the 300-plus pounder. He and Todd Harding usually in there together.
1: Harding not in the moment.
0: Second and goal from just inside the 10. We'll put, Go to the eye this time. Pace is going to be the eye back. Thomas is on a wing right. Abdul-Wahid the fullback. Johnson under center. Now the fullback goes in motion right. It's an option going right. Flip back going left to Thomas. Trying to get to the outside. He breaks a tackle. He'll go in for the touchdown. Boy, they had it diagnosed nicely. Jay Roberson was there. Had a chance to make a tackle for a loss, but he just ran right through Roberson's tackle. And into the end zone, Jalen Thomas from nine yards out, and Colrain regains the lead at 13-7. Times, so that's
4: but Princeton did a good job to diagnose it.
0: Jay Roberson was right there waiting for him, but he only goes 146 pounds and couldn't quite get a grasp of 190-pound Jalen Thomas. And Thomas goes in from nine yards out in the touchdown. And here comes Cameron Ott to try for his second extra point of the night. Snap is good. The hold is down. Ott's extra point try is up. And it is partially blocked. So big extra point goes awry. And with 7-16 to go here in the first 13. half, Colerain's retaking the lead, but Princeton a little bit of a break right there. So 13-7 Colerain. We'll take a timeout. and Come back to Cardinal Stadium. This is Colerain Cardinals football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm
2: Sports. For over 32 years, Nelson & Associates, a family-owned, Ohio-based, full-service real estate company, has specialized in the management and development of affordable housing communities. Choose Nelson & Associates for all of your real estate needs, whether it's sales, development, property management, or consulting. We are an experienced professional team providing quality service. For more information about Nelson & Associates, please visit us on the web at www.nelsonasc.com or call us at 513-961-6011.
0: Back here at Cardinal Stadium, Richard Skinner along with our producer engineer, Zach Waddell. Princeton led 7-0, or the Coleraine led 7-0. Princeton tied it at seven, but Coleraine retakes the lead now 13-7, the extra point blocked. And That'll and be for Princeton. Cameron out to kick it away. He's kicked it short twice. They moved D'Angelo Foster to the Good up-back run. position the last time, actually he's up there again. See, bot tries to drive this one deeper this time. Right-footed kicker moves on the football. He's gonna hit punch one deep. It's gonna be still fielded though by Foster, back up at the 10. Runs across the 15, cuts back left to 20. 25, far side 30. 35 to the 40, Not runs him out of bounds at the 40-yard line. Then a late hit over there, I thought.
1: Foster he got hit out of bounds.
0: I just kind of nudged him out, and it looked like somebody else came in late to knock him down, but no penalty flag. I didn't see one, at least. And for the, the time being, going to be 10. good field position at the 44-yard line.
1: From the Princeton 44-yard line.
0: Score update. Mason leading St. X 7 or 13-7. Elder 21-0 over Lakota West. And how about Hamilton? Second quarter leads Fairfield 13-9. So first down from the 43 for Princeton. One receiver to the right, the open side, two to the left. Out of the shotgun. Boyd to the right of Durham, the quarterback. Arm takes the shotgun snap, hands it to Boyd, running left this time. It's across the 45, powers his way to about the 47, and then they stack him up and push him back. No two, Johnson, and the whistle the finally clock, sounds, candles, but down before Thomas in. Boyd picks up four yards on first down. Decent enough gainer. It's would be a nice drive to kind of milk some clock and score late.
1: Top, down, six.
0: down to about 6.40 to go. Princeton, by the time it snaps it again, it'll be about 6.10 to go here in the first half, down 13-7 on their own, 47. Burkhalter doesn't even join the huddle, he stays wide left. Harris comes wide right now. Burkhalter gonna come out to the right, they're gonna go trip set to the right. Burkhalter in between Matthews and Harris. Boyd to the right of Durham who's in the shotgun, takes the shotgun snap, hands it to Boyd, running left, picks his way up to about the 48, not much more than that. Jalen Thomas, who just scored the touchdown, was at the bottom of that pile. Also there. The help out on the stop for Col Rain was Xander Kendall, junior linebacker. It's only a gain of a yard. It'll be third and five for Princeton now. Big conversion here. Just under six minutes to go in the half. Need to punt it right back after Coleraine just scored a touchdown, and you can hear the crowd. That's the Princeton crowd, or the Cole rain crowd, excuse me, trying to exhort the defense. Two receivers left, the close side of the field, the open side to the right. Rodney Harris comes out that way. Durham in the shotgun, looks at just a three man front. They walk a fourth up, he drops the throw, blitz comes, sets his feet, goes out to the right, and it's gonna be incomplete. Well, Roddy Harris didn't do a very good job to come back and fight for that football, as there to break up the pass was Kenny Willis. Really, Harris needed to come back and fight for that a little bit more. Instead, it goes incomplete, it'll be fourth down. And a Princeton player, a lineman, that's Vincent Mundlin, comes up hobbling. He's walking off under his own power, but he is hobbling. So Princeton will have to punt it away. Tamir Matthews stands back in his own 33 to punt it. Sean Pace back in his own 25 to get it. Here's the punt. It's a very low line drive punt that's going to bounce inside the 25. Inside the 20 hits a Princeton player. Kevin Suttles at the 17-yard line. And there is a penalty flag on the play. They have too many on the field. Princeton snapped that awfully quickly. I think they're going to have too many men on the field, maybe against Coleraine here. Yeah, Princeton got to the line very quickly and snapped it. I think you're going to get too many men on the field against Coleraine. If it is, it's going to be a first down, or at least close to it for Princeton. It's going to be a legal participation. That's exactly what it is, too many men on the field. Princeton snapped it quickly. Now, let's see if this gives them a first down or not. Well, they're moving the chains already, but I don't know if that was going to be an automatic first down or not. Boy, they needed to mark that first. I got to tell you, that's a great break for Princeton, but they needed to mark that before they gave him that first down. I know Princeton's going to take it, but man, oh man! It looked like he needed about five and a half yards for the first down, but they didn't even bother. They just gave him the automatic. It's worked out both ways, but works out great in Princeton's favor. So, see if Princeton can cash in on this opportunity. They got it first down at the Coleraine 47 now. Off the hash mark to the left, they got Harris the open side to the right, slot to the left, Matthews and Burkhalter. Derman, the shotgun, takes the snap, fakes it, drops the throw, sets his feet, gonna throw it deep down the left side, deep down the seam, it's gonna be tipped in, intercepted by Pace, and he's tackled immediately back at the seven yard line. They threw it up for Burkhalter, two receivers were down there, it went off Burkhalter's arms and Pace gets his second interception off the ricochet, and then he went tumbling over D'Angelo Foster after he caught it. It'll be back at the seven yard line. So jump balls can work. They're not going to work against this group. Burke Coulter is a big guy, and he's made some great big-time catches this year, but you're going against some guys back there that can play that. So Princeton got a break on the penalty for too many men on the field against Colerain, and then give it right back with the second turnover of the night, the second interception by Durham, and the second time that it's been Pace who's been the interceptor. They will start back at their own eight, will Colrain here. Johnson's in the shotgun. He's got, and now he's going to walk up under center. Has a wing to the left. Turns, going to hand it to fullback Abdul Raheed. Walk goes up the middle, doesn't get very far. Wedges it out to maybe the 10 yard line. Jaheem Thomas, Joshua Younger get up from the bottom of the
1: pile. As we approach five minutes
0: to go here in this first half of play, with Colrain on top of Princeton 13 7. That's so where you need the three and out. Force the punt and get another short field out of this. For Coleraine, I'm guessing they just wanna get a couple first downs and maybe get this to halftime. Spread it out a little bit here. Three receivers come left, two to the right. Empty backfield, actually double wing backs now. Now here's a hand of the wing back coming around for the left-hand side. That's Abdul Wahid who lined up as a wingback. has running room across the 15 and got to the 16 before Juan Jarrett came up to stop him. That look like he's gonna be a big gainer. They lined up Abdul Wahid who's been the fullback tonight on a wing right.
1: The lost yeah, they're going to give him forward progress lost to the 18-yard line. He didn't
0: get that far. Third down a, man, that's a terrible spot. He was barely to the sixth. Now the market at the 17. Third and a long yard. Double wings, one each way. Abdul-Wahid now back to their fullback. Now pace goes in motion right, stops. And he's going to come back and line up to the left. And Princeton jumped off sides again. That's incredible. Third time tonight, Princeton's going to give him a first down by jumping off sides. Once on a fourth down, and twice on third downs. And That's Christian just defense. not being very disciplined up front. The chain for another Coleran first down. First down at the 22-yard line. Keep you updated on some scores. Sal we'll up 42 nothing. Mason's increased its lead over X to 20-7. Still 13-9 Hamilton and still 21-0 Elder. Thanks to Zach Waddell for keeping us updated on those scores. First down from the 22 from under center Johnson. Now Pace goes in motion right, handed it off to No, he's going to fake it, keep it. No trail back, comes across the 25, got to the 28, Johnson maybe the voluntary. 29. As Jaheem Thomas
1: up, up by able Jaheim to get him. Actually
0: give him the 30, so a good gain for Freddie Johnson, the quarterback. No trail back that Seven time. He just faked it to the and fullback 20. and came left with no Seven trail back. Pace had gone in motion going right, so sending all the eye candy the other way. and Johnson came back off the fake. The exact opposite. Down to 324, clock rolling first half. Corey from its own 30 in no hurry. Receiver left and right. Wing back left and right. Abdul Wahid, the lone running back. Six man front for Princeton here. Gonna turn, pitch it to pace, running right off the wing. Across the 30. 35 to the 40. He runs through a tackle up to the 47 yard line. Kevin suttle has got a fistful of jersey was finally able to drag Sean down Pace, to Sean Pace, Pace, Pace but not Kirsten. before he got all the way up to the 49. And now it's go time for the Coleraine offense. They started this drive back on their own eight, and they're already out to the 48. Clock stopped momentarily to move the chains, now rolling again under three minutes. Coleraine does have two timeouts left in the half. Pace on a wing left, Thomas on a wing right. Receivers each way as well. Now they're going to go double slots. And out of the shotgun, Johnson has Abdul-Wahid behind him. Claps his hands, takes the snap. Option left, keeps the football. Crossed the 50 and didn't get much further. Maybe the 49. Kevin Suttles banged him down there. Christian Kilgus, dixon helped out. Short gain of about three to the Princeton 49 with two and a half to go. And they're going quickly now to the line of scrimmage. Trip set to the left this time. One receiver right. And Abdul-Wahid will be the lone running back. Johnson's going to walk up under center. Looks at a five-man front. Takes the snap, gonna throw it out to the left on a swing pass to Thomas, has the catch 50. 45 near side, 40, he's dragged down at the 38 yard line. Kevin Suttles tackled him. And another quick, just a quick swing pass. and just got blocked up. Princeton having a hard time
1: stopping that little
0: swing out to kind of the bubble screen out to the receiver. That's a first down to the Princeton 37. They go with double slots as the clock continues to roll. It's going to be under two minutes by the time they snap it but plenty of time considering the field position now pace goes in motion going right three receivers now that way johnson drops the snap he's in some trouble he's decked back at the 45 jaheem thomas came unblocked johnson dropped the snap fumbled it around a little bit by the time he scooped it up jaheem thomas was in there to get him You will mark it at the 44 making a loss of seven
1: Sack for Jaheen Thomas.
0: 13. As the clock continues to roll, down to a minute and a half to go. rains huddled, looking over at the sideline. Down to a minute 23, they're still not out of the huddle. Double wing backs and wide receivers each way. Johnson under center, pace in motion going right. Pitch out the pace, swinging it wide right. Trying to bounce it outside, gets it past one man and can't get past another in Juan Jared. and Juan Jarrett. now a penalty flag area. comes way out of the secondary.
1: I'm not sure what we got, That was
0: downfield where John Harris was getting blocked and I don't know what happened down that way. They mark him out at about the 35, with a minute six to go, clock stop as we find out what the penalty is. It came again from deep in the secondary. Looks like they're facing walking off for Colrain here. It's going to be oh, holding against rain so no, never mind. So that hole was way downfield. That flag is down at the 31-yard line, and that play was snapped at the 44.
1: Holding so
0: again, it'll be marked from the infraction, which apparently was the 37. So they'll back it up to the 47. And now I'm actually back back it up to the 48. So the infraction was from the 38. Second down,
1: 22.
0: So they marked that from the 38. I guess the official couldn't throw the flag as far as he would have liked because it was thrown at the 31-yard line. Clock restarts. We're gonna be under a minute by the time Coleraine snaps it here. They're gonna have a second and 19, or second and 21 from the 48. There's Johnson, hands it off on a jet sweep. Coming left, Thomas breaks through one tackle. Can't break through the second as Darian Henry wrapped him up and slung him down right at the line of scrimmage.
1: Now Coleraine, I think, maybe
0: just content to get this to halftime. They're going to have to run another play. There's about a six-second differential play clock and game clock. It's going to be third and 21 at the 48, down to 30 seconds. They're just going to wind this down, run one more snap, and call it a half, or maybe even take a timeout and throw one down the field. Down to 20 seconds, nine second differential. Still in the huddle. Colrain's gonna take a timeout here, you would assume. Down to two, down to one, and now a timeout for Colrain with nine seconds on the clock. Left in the first Time half, Colrain 13, Princeton seven. So, you can get a couple snaps here. It is a third down play, get some yardage here if you're Rain. and then you get one shot at the end zone. Or you could throw it to the end zone right here and once again, if you so desire. So some options open. See if Princeton can survive the last nine seconds of this half and keep it within a one-possession game. Despite some mistakes, a couple of turnovers, some mistimed penalties, especially offsides, to go in down just to score on the road in this playoff game, I think you feel pretty good that you've got a fighting chance in that second half. Princeton defense walking its way back out of the field. Coleraine trots back out there themselves. Princeton has one timeout left. Colerain has one as well. And Johnson's going to go from the gun at the moment. He's got three receivers left. That's the closed side of the field. That's the boundary side. One receiver wide right. And it looks like that receiver's got single coverage out that way have to rotate a safety over to help that, I would think. Johnson takes the shotgun snap, and now a whistle, and I think a timeout we're going to get for Princeton right here, and we will. No, timeout. Yeah, Princeton took the timeout. Tell you, the problem was they only had one, one defensive back on the receiver on that far side, and they were wanting, I think, Juan Jarrett to rotate over to help. Clock dropped down to seven seconds. They'll reset that to nine here in just a second, so... Okay, they'll put two seconds back up on the clock because no play was officially run, or at least I would assume they are. They haven't done it yet. I think the referee now signaling up to the booth that he wants nine seconds on the clock. I don't think they see it yet. Referee's still looking at that clock. I think he wants two more seconds, and he's right because the play really wasn't run, and it was nine seconds before it got snapped. And now they will reset it to nine seconds. And I think the Princeton coaches were real wise to take that time out because they wanted some safety help on that side. They had one receiver way out wide, almost by the numbers on the open side of the field. There was only one corner over there. And that's where Pace is going right now by himself. He's lined up wide right. They're telling Settles, get back. Where are you? Gar- Actually, Jarrett. Jarrett needs to help rotate over to Pace's side. All right, so two receivers left, wing back to the right, one running back behind Johnson, who's under center. Takes the snap, drops the throw. Going to throw, gonna throw a slant to Pace, they're gonna run the hook and lateral play, and they got it, far side, 35, 30, 25, Thomas, and he's bumped out of bounds at the 18-yard line with one second to go in the half. Well, Princeton's done that how many times this year? Probably five or six times, and they get a taste of their own medicine. The hook and lateral play. Johnson to Pace, flipped it back to Jalen Thomas, and he runs it down and out of bounds, down at the 15-yard line and a timeout for Rain, it's final timeout. And they'll get a chance to kick a field goal and make it a two-score game here before halftime. Princeton played that horribly. They gave pace all kinds of room to make the catch, have plenty of time to turn, and then everybody got sucked up for whatever reason. Only the speed of Juan Jarrett basically saved the touchdown. Wow. That was a, They were trying to get themselves set up and never really could, I don't believe, could get themselves aligned. So Ott will attempt what it will be about a 32-yard field goal off the hash mark to the right. And this would be a gift three points for Colerain. Puts the tee down at the 22, so make it a 32-yard field goal try. Ott six for nine on the year with a long of 43. Just one second to go in the half. Snap back is good. The hold is down. Ott's field goal try. Not very good. Did he get enough on it? And it just went across the crossbar and good. He didn't have a whole lot on that kick, but just by about a yard or so, Cameron Ott increases the lead for Coleraine as they get a gift three points right before halftime. And time has expired in this first half of play. At halftime of this Division One Region IV, first-round game, it's Rain 16, Princeton 7. This is Princeton Vikings playoff football from ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. We'll be back in about 20 minutes with second half action for now. It's the Angry Quarterbacks Podcast. Looking for future leaders
1: we can believe in? Look no further than the high school student athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It includes
2: learning to listen, accepting responsibility, being a good role model and it's about respect the result it transcends sports it gives us hope for the future
3: this message presented by the ohio high school athletic association and the ohio
1: interscholastic athletic administrators association
0: I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and local12.com with the real quarterback Tony Pike of Running High School, UC and Carolina Panthers fame. As always, we talk in three different segments. We talk some NFL and Bengals, which we'll save till the end because they were on a bye week. Oh, huh. there's still a lot to talk about. I still one uh, college football in segment two, where Tony Pike's beloved UC Bearcats. He was on the scene for a game in which I think Luke Fickle said it all when the camera caught him taking a deep sigh of relief when that yeah. field goal went through to survive against East Carolina. But we will start with high school football because it is playoff time across the board. Indiana is already in sectional final mode. Two games there to touch on very quickly, and then we'll move to Kentucky, uh, Indi- or Ohio and Kentucky. In Indiana, in Class 4A, East Central, no surprise, is still alive. East Central on Friday night uh, in Class 4A. They are in the sectional championship game, sectional 23. They will travel to Mooresville. Mooresville comes in at 9-2. And, and in sectional, or Class 3A sectional 31 championship, Lawrenceburg is at Greensburg. Lawrenceburg, uh, Hannah Greensburg, I believe a three-touchdown defeat earlier this year in the regular season. So pretty good chance for both those teams to move to what would be the uh, the semi-state round. And uh, I think we both have thought all along both of those teams could make long runs. Lawrenceburg is 10-1, and the lone loss to East Central. Um, both coming off good playoff victories uh, last week. I I, I I, I mean, I think they get to Lucas Oil Stadium, both of them. Yeah,
5: I, I do too, and I don't know that. I mean, East Central's had some really good games, especially the game against Harrison. Yep, but I think we're finding out Harrison's in, pretty damn yeah, good. yeah. And you see what Harrison is, and I think at the same time with Lawrenceburg, they found out what they were they what they were week one because they played East Central and they they hung with them for a half, and uh, and I think that's carried them through. Uh, we've mentioned their their quarterback before, Garrett Ewing, his brother Gavin. Yep, uh, they have talent on the field. They can throw it. They can run it, uh, and they're getting stops. So they are a team, especially. For Indiana, when you talk about making it to Lucas Oil, you take the weather out of it. That's right. And you take the, those factors yeah. out of it. So you can still throw the ball around, and,
0: and I think that benefits them if they can make it there. No question. So good luck to, to both of them. Uh, let's move to uh, Ohio, where we'll start. We'll just go kind of chronological. We'll start Division One, Region 4, where after Friday night, where uh, uh, Coleraine knocked off Fairfield, it jumbled the top four. Those top four were pretty much set that we're going to get home games, and that didn't change. The order did change. Let's talk first about, about Coleraine winning that game. 16-10 to 10 in overtime. Uh, Fairfield had a chance in the overtime. They had first and goal, I believe, at the 2, and then had a penalty, knock them back, and, and didn't get in and lost at 16-10. to 10. Mm-hmm. I think if push came to shove, if you asked me if they played 10 times, I would tell you I think Fairfield wins 6 of those 10. But, but Coleraine, when, you, when you've won as many games in that league in a row, mm. you know how to win games like that. And I don't think it's a coincidence that, that they win
5: games like that, right? Yeah, I mean, we we talked on the the very first show we did this year about... Is this the year? Is the year. Because everyone preseason said, well, it's Princeton. And they said, well, it's Fairfield. Colerain just sat there and they stayed quiet. (laughs) It's us. us. They lost their coach and they...
0: Do what they've done now for how many years? 20 plus years? Uh, yeah, tw- 20 plus years in that yeah, league. So. They've lost. W- they are one. I believe I'm doing this all the time. They're 141 and 1. Yeah. The win on Friday was their 83rd in a row since they lost that one game to Middletown back in 2008. It's truly amazing. Yep. And I had somebody ask me, uh, one of the new riders that's covering the Bengals um, from out of the area, but a big high school football fan. They both came from Texas. And one guy said, uh, he said, is that league just that bad? I said, no, not really. It's a pretty good right. league. It's had some pretty good talent. It's just. They have been that dominant in that league.
5: Well, they've been dominant for so long, but this year was kind of like, okay, these other teams have a lot of skill and they have a lot of talent, and they've found ways to win. To win. And I even go back, I know Sanex beat Colrain, but it was a return kick early in the yep. game, and Sanex yep. jumped on them, on them early. It was 21-7 at the half, yeah. right, and wound up 21-14. Yeah, so they didn't score in the second. So Colrain is going to be a tough out. It's just, there's some, when you talk matchups, I mean, there's some really good first-round match. I mean. Princeton gets in, all the talent in the world on that roster, and am sure w- shot at Colrain. Yeah, I'm
0: not sure I want to face him if I'm somebody. Let's go down those, those matchups. Mason, speaking of which, yep. beating Princeton on Friday night, doing it handily, coming back from 19-7 to 7, down, a game I broadcast on ESP Media. We'll have the princeton Colrain game for you as well on ESP Media this Friday night. But Mason got in at 5-5. Five and five. They're at uh, number 1 St. Xavier, uh, which, again, St. X finished 1 in the Harbins. Uh, they're 8-2. and two. I, I like what I saw from Mason and, and we saw a few years ago, right, for that St. X team that got in at five and five yep. and then won the state championship. I think it is just get in and give yourself a fighting chance. Um that being and Mason's played really well. they they've only lost two games since they started 0-3. Those two losses were very close games against Colerain. They had them down in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. lost 33-28, lost the week before that to Lakota West, which is also in the playoffs. I guess I would give Mason a puncher's chance at five and five. This is not a year where you look and go eh, "It's just the eight seed. Yep. They got no chance against the one X is good. I don't think you and I feel they're dominant. So maybe this is a, this is a tough matchup for X. I think X
5: is different this year because they're not dominant defensively. They can give up points offensively. They're great defensively. They can give up points when you get to the playoffs. We've talked before. Obviously you want to have talent. You want to be able to run the ball and play defense, but at the same time, you have to be playing good football, and who better to do that right now than what Mason is doing? Right. So no. you're going in riding right a hot streak. You're confident. You feel good about what you just did last week. That, that says a lot about going forward and, and how far you can make that run.
0: Yeah, and as much as w- when X got in at 5-5, five and five, some of that was due to the tough schedule that, that X played, and you understood some of right. that. But no one re- – and again, in that, that was a year where Sycamore actually had them beat in the, uh, in the regional championship game they came back. Colerain the week before that in the second round. Um, had them down. They came back. They just seemed like a team of destiny. If you're Mason, I think if I'm Brian Castro, that's what I'm telling my guys is, listen, hey, look how we just played after we were down 19 to seven. That's how good we can be when we really focus and, and execute and all those things. And got a chance to push through. Exactly. So, yeah, I think that'd be my message. Uh, all right. Also, number seven, Hamilton got in at five and five. How about the job that uh, that Nate Mahan's yeah. done after he did a great year job in Little Miami, year one, getting them to the playoffs after they went one and nine, I believe, each of the last two years. Uh, got to five and five. They get in. They play at number two Fairfield. And if you if you put a gun to my head, I would still tell you Fairfield is the team to beat in this region. In my opinion, I know they just lost to Colerain. I I I love that football. I think they're really really talented. They're well coached. They're good defensively. Got a great back in Jutan McLean. I I think they would be chomping at the bit to get some semblance of a rematch with Rain.
5: Yeah, I, I think the the only thing for me, I just want to see how they react after yeah, a loss. Right. And with the way these matchups were set up, and with the way you know that these teams are set up across the playoffs anyone can can like you said there's no really clear-cut number one so you know there's Fairfield can make a run X can make a run Elder can make a run because they're built for this type of of weather and stuff going forward so it should just be it 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 should be a really fun next couple weeks as these playoffs
0: unfold yeah you mentioned Princeton they're number six they're at number three Coleraine and you just mentioned Elder that they got in at number four they will host Lakota West um so Tom Bolton gets Lakota West in the playoffs in his first year and, and doing a great job, and, and no real shock and surprise there, the job that, that Tom Bolton has done. Um, all right, let's move on to Division Two And give me one second here because my phone is now frozen up on Division
5: me. Division Two is the epitome of this show. Let's start with the team that didn't make Angry it. QBs, angry team. How is Wynton Woods
0: not in the playoffs. It is if there is a flaw to the Harbins, and I do like Man. the Harbins probably more than I like the Kentucky system where just about everybody gets in. The flaw in the Harbins is you get no credit for scheduling tough or losing a, a game to a quality opponent. Right. I mean they're three they're they're three losses. losses. Lakewood St. Edward, yep. which handed Elder one of its two losses. They lost to Elder by five points, and they lost to a team from Missouri which lost which went eight and two. Right. Um they beat, they I beat guess the you
5: they' one ske- yeah they beat LaSalle heads up they yep. they can't no, control in right. scheduling that moeller's going to be down, and it's hard for Winwoods to get teams to want to openly play them, yeah, that's why the move to the league should help them, but at the same yeah, they're time, moving to the e c c at the same time it's like i mean you, you, you can't get these teams to play because they know what you are and they know how good you are, so teams don't want to schedule you, so you have to schedule hard and and when you do that. Even though it's close, you don't get rewarded, right. even though you beat the number 1 overall
0: seed. That's crazy. I mean, In is, Division 2. And that, that, that's what I'm saying. There is, a, there is a flaw to the Harbins, which is that. Yeah. It, it is. I mean, they scheduled a Moeller. Yeah. You, you expect in a down year to, for Moeller to win 4, maybe 5, yeah. and if Moeller had won 4, maybe 5,
5: yep. then that they is. would have
0: gotten some second-level points. Instead, Moeller wins 2. You can't yeah. control that. Nobody's telling you, Boy, you scheduled soft because you scheduled Moeller. No, yeah. you didn't. You and, scheduled, in theory, tough because yeah. you scheduled Moeller. Edgewood end, normally is a good team. Correct. They only won a couple of games.
5: And at the end of all this, you arguably lose the best player in Ohio yeah. that won't be Brian in the Williams. playoffs, yep. Brian Williams.
0: All right, let's look locally in Division Two, Region Eight. Little Miami at uh, number eight, eight and two. They got a big win over Simon Kenton. One of your quarterbacks again doing a great job. Brody Reader had what almost five hundred yards passing in that yeah. game. Ran um, for I
5: think a hundred as well. And, so. that, and
0: they had to win that yep. game to get in. That Down win early. actually that win actually knocked Winton Woods out of the playoffs. Yeah. Winton Woods would have gotten in had Little Miami lost this game. Yeah. So I'm uh, interested to see because
5: I know it's a it's a long shot, but but that offense with Brody against is it LaSalle? Yeah, number one LaSalle. Mean, against LaSalle. LaSalle's defense is great, but. Um, my only question with LaSalle can they put up enough points in a game where they need to Right. right. I mean, their defense is going to be great but if a team can get 28 points on the board can LaSalle score enough to win that I game I think
0: LaSalle is head and shoulders above anybody in this region with yeah. Wood's out. I, I really do. And that that's no knocking let's look at the next team and their number 2 Turpin hosting Columbus St. Francis to Sales 8 and 2 Turpin ran the table 10 and 0. They just have not faced the same level yeah, again just, I got to give them credit for the 10 and 0 and they're, they're a little unorthodox in the way they do things. Yep. Um, so that makes them tough. But I just, I, I watching LaSalle, knowing what LaSalle played, it just feels to me like LaSalle's head and shoulders above. And Harrison, we'll have the broadcast of the Harrison game. Um, or actually, came back. we'll have Little Miami LaSalle this Friday night uh, on ESP Media. Uh, I think we'll actually we'll have Harrison as well. Harrison hosting Canal Winchester. We do. So you'll have three games on ESP Media this Friday night. Harrison at eight and two, Canal Winchester also at eight and two. Then
5: you get uh, Harrison, another good quarterback, Connor but with LaSalle, another one of your guys. You yeah, got guys all over the they place. Are, they were all over the place, but with LaSalle, what better way to go into the playoffs than going and winning at the pit? No doubt. And getting a win and, against. And knowing Hunter. you don't
0: have to go through the gauntlet of Winton Woods. Correct. Right. I mean, you you, yeah, gotta, you, you got to a great, feel great of life. Great going in. Exactly. All right. Division three, Region twelve. Local matchups are number six, St Mary's Memorial at number three, Franklin. St Mary's is eight and two. Uh, Franklin is 9 and 1. And how about this for a cross uh, cross town matchup you'll Number 5 Ross taking on Hamilton-Baden. They'll play at Hamilton High School. Ross at 8 and 2, Hamilton-Baden at 7 and 3. No teams qualified in Division 6 Region 24. All the games we just talked about will be on Friday. On Saturday are Divisions 4, 5 and 7. In Division 4 Region 16, uh, we got a bunch of teams locally that made it. Obviously Wyoming finishing 10 and 0 beating Indian Hill on Friday night. It was a close game though. It was. And how about Evan Prater
5: just said, "Okay, I'll just run for three hundred plus." Yeah, yards. exactly.
0: It's pretty, pretty easy. Yeah. They'll host uh, Milton Union uh, eight and two. They're the number eight seed. Clinton Massey the number two seed, nine and one hosting number seven Valley View at eight and two. Roger Bacon finishing at nine and one. Strong. They get in. They play out Waynesville nine and or uh, nine and one, and then Indian Hills we mentioned uh, at eight and two. They've got to travel all the way up to Kenton, which I didn't realize this. That's almost up by Mansfield.
5: That's long. How long. is that
0: in your region? Yeah. Can Can you help me with that? I don't know. Man, oh man. All right, Division five, Region twenty. Number eight, Blanchester got in at six and four. Great story for them to get in. At number one, Taft, nine and one. I like Taft. I think they're, they're I saw them against, yeah, I, I did, I broadcast their name with Beachwood. They're good defensively. They got a good quarterback. They can run it a little bit, yep. they tackle. Um, they're a good team. Uh, Country Day at number seven has to travel to number two, West Jefferson. They're nine and one. CHCA, eight and two, plays at number three, Sean E., which is also eight and two. And a Madeira in the showdown on Friday night with Marymount. I believe it was winner got in, loser yep. did not. Madeira finishing number five, they'll play at number four. West Liberty Salem, and in Division Seven Region Twenty Eight, New Miami, which uh, finished undefeated at ten and zero, will host New Bremen seven and three, and Cincinnati College Prep, which finished eight and two, will host Lima Perry. Did uh, was it Redding at the nine? Uh, Reading was the seventeenth. Yeah, they just just <laughs> by a hair. All right, in Kentucky, here's the quick matchups we go into, and they have these in pods, so these Is winners this like will the play bye each other. week. It, it is to some degree. For most yes. teams, is this, yeah, yeah this is I'm going to give you the records you of who plays who, and okay. you can just gloss over those. In Class A, District Four, Number Four Dayton, which finished four and six, playing at or playing against Newport and Central Catholic at Newport High School, eight and two. Your guy Paul Kramer, another he's my guy too, but he's your guy. Yeah, Paul big Kramer. win. It was big a big come win. from behind. Didn't, it ha- a, uh, d- didn't have my guy Caleb Jefferson playing that game. 80, Eighty yards and yep. under two minutes under two for minutes. the win against Beachwood. That's a that's a big win for for Paul Kramer and the New Cath Thoroughbreds. And Number Three Bellevue, two and eight, plays at Number Two Ludlow, seven and three. Um, in the Class A District 5 pod, Bracken County at 0-10. Gets in, taking on Nicholas County 7-3. Upset special. Paris 2-8 and eight playing saved it at 6-4 and four, Bishop Rosser.
5: Essentially, though, if you're a Kentucky high school coach, yes. and you face some injuries early, would you just rest, guys? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Until the playoffs? Probably. Like, take the Houston College approach right now?
0: Yeah. I, I can't remember. What, oh, this is in basketball where, where a team actually tanked the game so they wouldn't have to face a team... The way the seating worked yeah. out, which is the strangest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think I would. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. Um, in Class Two A District Five, Gallatin County one and nine at number one, Walton Verona six and four, mm. Owen County three and seven plays at seven and three, Carroll County in Two A District Six, uh, Beachwood dominated all three of the teams in this district, but they finished five and five after losing to Newcastle. They'll host Holy Cross two and eight, and a real good game on the other side. Newport six and four at Lloyd seven and three in the class. Four A District Six Pod Holmes, which won the district seven and three. By the way, our condolences to uh, Holmes ath- yeah. Homes and the athletic department there. Stan Stidle, the athletic director and a longtime uh, high school sports advocate. Uh, he's one of the guys that started the All A Classic over in Burlington. Really he passed away, dying uh, either uh, from complications uh, from a health issue uh, which caused his car to crash, or from a car crash itself on, on Monday night. So Homes going to play with a heavy heart there. They host Harrison County four and six, and Rowan County six and four host Scott. Also at six and four. In class five A, District Five, Cooper five and five, plays at number one, Covcath, which just rolled the table, ten and zero, And the rematch, Highlands, six and four at Connor, seven and three. Highlands losing to Connor twenty one seventeen in the regular season. That might be the most dangerous thing for Connor, is that they lost that they rather right. they beat Highlands. Because I'm guessing Highlands is chomping at the bit yep, for the rematch to there. get back. Exactly. In class six A, District Six, Campbell County at one and nine. Campbells. Playing at Simon Kenton six and four and Dixie Heights four and six at Ryle five and five. So there's your, your playoff matchups. I think you've got a chance for probably Newcath to get to at least the state semifinal round in A. Beachwood to still probably get to it to the state semifinal round mm-hmm. in two A. Covcath to yes. probably possibly run the table or at yes. least get to the state championship game in five A. And I I guess Simon could get to the, re- well, they would get to the regional championship game. I don't know if they could get beyond that. So there you go. There's the analysis for Kentucky high school football it's deep. playoffs. It's pretty deep. No it's deep analysis. All right, when we come back, we'll talk some college football. The first college football playoff rankings are going to be unveiled on the eve of us doing this podcast. We will talk about that. We'll talk about UC's. Debacle. We'll talk about... A win. Could Luke Fickle be following Mike Bone to Los Angeles? I don't know if Mike Bone's leaving or not. I don't know if Mike Bone's leaving or not yet either. What is either. going on? It's, it's been a while since that announcement, uh, or the, the, the news leaked on that. And we still got some NFL and Bengals to discuss towards the end of this podcast as well. It's the Weekly Angry Quarterbacks. I'm Richard Skinner. He's Tony Pike from the James Rapine Memorial Studio, which has moved... Oh yeah. This is ESP Media. Getting answers. Finding solutions. Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened
1: very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action. Getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. When choosing a law firm, experience
5: counts as well as empathy and personal attention. Since 1986, the dedicated team of attorneys and staff at Fox & Fox have shared a passion for winning and aggressively fighting to obtain justice our clients deserve. But victory is not the only driving force at Fox & Fox. We also measure our success by the well-being of the people we serve. Call 513-961-6644 today or contact us online at foxfoxlaw.com for a free initial consultation regarding workers' compensation, social security disability, or criminal law. Ramaldo has been helping men, and now women, looked their best for over 50 years. Established in 1968 by Master Taylor Romualdo in the quaint community of Madeira, Ohio, Romaldo has become a Cincinnati staple for authentic menswear, bespoke garments, and old world tailoring. Gathering national recognition while staying true to their goal of delivering exceptional products with unparalleled service, Romaldo is truly a destination for any style-minded individual. Located at 7121 Miami Avenue in the heart of Madeira, Rimaldo is more than just a suit shop Stop in for anything from denim and t-shirts To sport coats, sweaters, grooming products, and much more As we approach the holidays Romaldo is your one-stop shop for the best gifts for the men and women in your life Centrally located just 15 minutes from downtown 10 minutes from Hyde Park And a quick jaunt from Mason Romaldo, suited for the everyday man 7121 Miami Avenue in Madeira
0: Welcome back into to Segment 2 of this week's Angry Quarterbacks Podcast. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with the real quarterback, Tony Pike. We just talked some high school football with the playoffs upon us in both Kentucky and Ohio and Indiana in the sectional championship game. Let's talk some college football. Let's start first with, with the whole situation with Mike Bone going to USC. Yeah. It was... Uh, it was reported last week by multiple outlets, and really no, no one denied it, that he was going to take the job as yeah. athletic director at USC. It's he been was open. There. Yeah, he was there. It was open, it's been open since Lynn Swan um, was let go. They've had an interim in yep. place. Uh, so they, they were going to hire Mike Bone, but there's been no official announcement. And now the sticking point seems to be the president of the university doesn't want to hire Urban Meyer, which might be the dumbest damn thing I've ever yeah. heard. And Mike Bone is saying, well, no, no, no. I, it's my hire. I, I want my guy. So the, the story that came out this morning... Um, was basically
5: that other ADs that have applied for the job were also told they couldn't go after Urban Meyer. And that, they that, said, that, well, I'm. That's the I'm dumbest out. thing ever. Yeah, it's stupid. So apparently, the story that's out, and I don't know the validity to it, but the story that's out is that basically Bone wasn't.
2: When it comes to financial planning, most financial companies ask, what's your salary? At Northwestern Mutual Cincinnati, we ask, what's your story? We know building the right financial plan means looking at more than money. That's why we start by asking the right question, listening to what matters most to you, then guiding you every step of the way to help you live the life you want, now and years from now. Plan your financial story with Northwestern Mutual. Contact us today at 513-366-3600 or visit us on the web at Cincinnati.NM.com.
1: Pizza Jets, the official pizza partner of the LHSAA. Back
0: here at Cardinal Stadium at Coleraine High School, Richard Skinner with Zach Waddell, our producer engineer. At halftime, it is Rain 16, Princeton 7, in this Division One, Region and. 4, First round playoff game. Here's how we got to this point in this football game. Colerain jumped out 7-0 after taking a short field following a Deshaun Pace interception on the second play from scrimmage of a Dorian Durham pass. Colerain marched down to a 4th and 1 at the Princeton 2. Got an offside penalty call against Princeton where they jumped. And then on first and goal, the fullback Hamza Abdul-Wahid went one yard for the touchdown. Cameron Ott ended the point after and Coleraine had jumped on top seven. Nothing with 7.45 to go in the first quarter. Princeton came right back. Marched four plays and 51 yards. All of it on the ground by Thomas Boyd, other than a five-yard offsides penalty. Boyd capped the drive with a 13-yard touchdown run with 6.40 to go in the first. Michael Everson added the point after to tie the score at 7-7. In the second quarter, though, Princeton had a twenty-nine-yard 39-yard touchdown run by Ari Turner, wiped off the board by a holding penalty. Would have put the Vikings up 13-7 with an extra point pending. Instead, they eventually had to punt the football, and Coleraine eventually, marched 12, plays 78 yards, got a nine-yard touchdown run by Jalen Thomas, and had the There's extra point blocked. Coleraine hit. had taken a 13-7 lead with 7.16 to go in the first half, and then thanks to a hook and lateral number, play with nine, nine seconds to go in the half, five, five, and getting out of bounds at the 15-yard nine, line with one second to go, Once Cameron Ott came on and hit a 32-yard nine, field goal on the final five, play of the first five, half. Nine, that as is where we are right six. now Good at luck. 16-7. Coleraine with the lead. Individual statistics, or team statistics, Coleraine had 148 yards on 26 rushing attempts. Freddie Johnson completed two of four passes for 45 yards, so 193 yards total for the Cardinals. Uh, Jalen Thomas paced the ground game with 30 or 52 yards. Deshaun pace 37, Abdul Wahid 25, Freddie Johnson 23, and Shannon Murray had 11 on one carry. Princeton had 74 yards total offense, no yards passing, no completions. Dorian Durham 0 of 4 with two interceptions. Back the whole offense was Thomas Boyd. He carried nine times for 72 yards in the first half. Princeton had 74 total yards all on the ground. So 16 to 7 here at halftime with this one. Check some other scores around the area. And halftime in another Division I uh, Region 4 first round game. Mason leads St. Xavier 28 to 13. Elder on top of Lakota West at the half 28 to 3. And the surprise of the night, the number seven seed, Hamilton, with a 13-9 lead over Fairfield. So the seven seed and the eight seed, Mason being the eight seed, are leading. In Division Two. it's LaSalle at the half leading Little Miami 42-0. That was ugly at the half. Or in the first quarter, 35-0 there, but 42-0 at the halftime. And we'll keep you posted on all those scores as you continue to listening to this playoff game, which is about ready to have the second half start. As you may recall, Colerain won the toss and deferred, so the Cardinals up 16-7 will get the football to start the second half, so the Princeton defense will be under the gun from the get-go. And that field goal right before halftime just changes the complexion of this from a one-score game to a two-score game. And really a gift three points for Colerain to end that first half. So we're about set for half number two on this chilly night temperature down around the freezing mark, 32 degrees. It's kind of hung out that way since about kickoff time good part is no real wind to speak of, but it is cold. Some of the folks who were outside came in during halftime here to the press box, and it, it, <laughs> they were glad to warm up, I can Pace. tell you that much. It'll be Sean Williamson Williams to the far Williams. side, Deshaun Pace to the near side, dropping back to receive this kickoff. Princeton's kickoff unit not out there yet. Vikings, as you look at uh, whatever listening device you're listening to us on, beach your iPhone, iPad, computer, tablet, whatever, they're going left to right. Here in this second half of play, it'll be Hayden Cobbs to kick it away as the kick coverage team trots out. And Princeton's defense needing very much so to get a stop to start this second half.
1: Hayden Cobbs to kick
0: it off. So Cobbs gonna put it down at For the Princeton. 40. Not sure what it takes so long to get this done, my goodness gracious, get people lined up. All right, finally everybody's lined up. The officials are lined up. They give Cobbs a signal. He's got yellow shoes, moves on the football. Kicks away a very high short kick, and Princeton went offside, so why not? They got cost for offsides about three different times in the first half on key plays. And how about that to start the second half, they get it offsides. My goodness golly. So we'll do it again. That's an inauspicious start to half number two for the Vikings. Princeton's got a couple of players with some different colored shoes. The kicker, Cobbs, again, Princeton in the all-white uniforms with the red numerals, red lettering trimmed in a little bit of black and the red helmets. Cobbs has bright yellow shoes and out there covering kickoffs. Jason Miller has fluorescent green shoes. So we'll do this again as Pace and Williamson come all the way up to the 20, trying to... Maybe receive this kickoff. Cobbs' kickoff was going to be short to an upman, Kenny Willis. Let's see if he tries to kick this one a little further. He Doesn't have a great leg, but it's a pretty decent one. Cobbs moves on it. He's going to try to drive this kickoff away. Sends it to the far side, and it's going to go out of bounds. Kickoff so an offsides, of and now a kickoff out of bounds, and it's going to give Coleraine superb field position to start this second half.
1: Possession first and ten.
0: That now would be penalty number... Six and seven on the night for Princeton. So now a defense which is under the gun down 16 to seven to start the second half is going to be under it even more because they're going to get great field position, Coleraine is, to start this drive. Market at the 35 yard line. It should be the 40 yard line because they kick from the 35. Huh? from the 35 yard line wide outs each way wing backs each way johnson was under center now pulls away to look towards the sideline he has got abdul wahid behind him the fullback play clock down to 13 plenty of time on it abdul now sends thomas in motion right or right to left fakes the handoff on the dive going to keep it to the right side on an option keeper and he's going to be snowed under after a short gain. Uh, maybe a he's yard or two christian kilgus dixon quincy hughes darian henry Joshua Younger all there to make the tackle That's after a game. Well, he gave him all the way up to the 38. There is no way. Let's give him three. Give him three yards. Seven. Look, like two at the most. He gave him three with another generous spot. Myers comes wide left. Williamson wide right, wing backs each way, Abdul-Wahid the fullback, now Thomas goes in motion going left, gets the pitch off, trying to swing it wide to the left hand side, trying to get the corner, cuts back in at the 40 yard line, breaks one tackle, breaks another, but cannot break a third as he was running laterally, he'll give him forward progress to about the 41 yard line, good job again by Christian Kilgus Dixon to stay with it, and make the tackle after a short gain to the 41, maybe even the 42, 41 and a half. So third and about three and a half for Coleraine on the opening three. drive of the second half. And we Coleraine played just a minute. 42. And it's 16-7 Colrain Sandusky goes out wide right, Myers wide left, same setup. Pace on a wing left, Thomas on a wing right. Seven man front, now Pace goes in motion to the right, stops, now comes back. He's gonna line up back on the wing left. He went in motion behind the formation to the right. Now Princeton gonna come up and play some fresh coverage on the corners. Johnson looks over the sideline. He's going to change the play up now, going with motion, his pace. Here's a drop back. Look at a pass, and he is going to be decked. Jaheim Thomas from the backside, and Juan Jarrett, who came on the blitz, sacked Freddie Johnson back to the 38-yard line, and Colerain's going to have to punt it away. Big defensive stop by Princeton as Jarrett blitz from the left, Thomas blitz from the right, and they met at the quarterback to drop him back to the 38-yard line. And it will be Lawson Sandusky to punt it. Leroy Bowers comes near side, D'Angelo Foster far side to await it. They back up to their own 30. Sandusky stands just inside his 25 to what await the snap from center. So a three and out for the Princeton defense. Nicely done to start the second half. There's the snap back a little high. Sandusky gets it and gets away a missile of a kick that's going to go over everybody's head. Bounds to the 20. Inside the 15. Foster's going to pick it up at the 10, rightfully so. Heads off to the far sideline. Cross the 15, 20, 25, 30. And a nice return by D'Angelo Foster. Because that punt was going to step ball was going to check up in the field of play. It was not going to roll all the way to the end zone. D'Angelo Foster does a nice job to go back and get it on a couple of bounces because it went flying over his head. And he makes a nice return to the 30-yard line or thereabouts, maybe the 29. It'll be a first down there.
1: First
0: and 10, first and 10 from the 29. Off the hash mark to the left. They're going to go out of the I formation, so they're going to go from under center. Thurm's got Tamir Matthews lined up as an offset fullback. And is that, that's my Jaden Horton. That's MJ Horton is the tailback. So Horton's in there at the tailback spot. They're going to hand it off to Horton, running off the left side. Comes across the 30, 35-40, and pushed out of bounds at the 40-yard line. MJ Horton gets some snaps at the tailback spot. He's played some defense. Of course, he was the starting quarterback for the first seven games. By the way, Great stat, Zach Waddell dug up, total penalty yards this season for Princeton's approaching 1,000 yards. 101 penalties for 969 yards, that's a lot. That's a whole lot. So MJ Horton gets a carry at tailback, so Princeton coming with the eye formation from under center, I think, for the first time this year. So they're going to line up and try to run it. Again, same set, Horton the eye back. He gets the handoff off left guard. He bounces it to the outside. He's not going to bounce it far. In fact, he's going to lose some yardage and might have lost the football. They might have taken it away from him. No signal from the officials yet. I thought he was down or stood up, and I think Coleraine's going to come out of there with the football, and they do. So MJ Horton gets it stripped. Actually, is that Leroy Bowers running the football? Hard to tell, the nine and the eight are so scrunched up. I think that was Bowers actually ran it. It was Bowers, I'm sorry. So, lose a yard, Xander Kendall comes up with the fumble recovery. So, Princeton trying to show a different wrinkle with the eye formation, and Bowers running the football and fumbled it away. Again, that eight and that nine are very hard to tell. I was assuming Horton, because he's played some running back. I think it was Bowers who's back out there on defense now. So First and 10 Colrain at the Princeton 39-yard line. Pace and Myers set from the left. Now they're going to run all the way to the right, the closed side of the field, so they'll leave the open side with no receiver to it. Off the hash mark to the right. Under center, the fullback goes in motion right. They pitch it back. Here's Thomas trying to swing it wide left, trying to bounce it outside, does so, 40. 35, near side 30, and he's going to run all the way down to the 25 and down to the 15-yard line.
3: Jalen Thomas.
0: They left the left side wide open with nobody out there to play the receiver spot, and they ran to that side of the field, picking a big chunk all the way down to the 15, making the 14-yard line. So the defense now really up against, can't really allow another score here. 16-7 Colerain from the Princeton 14 off the hash mark to the left. Eye formation behind Johnson, who now pulls out from center to look to the sideline. He's got two receivers to his right. Tight end set left. And yeah, the fullback might have started early. That's abdul He Gets the handoff. He runs it down to around the 10-yard line. Mm-hmm. Boy, looking for all the world, he started early. He picks up a quick burst down to the, about the 11, give him four, give him three.
1: Five yard pickup on the play. Second down. And again. Five.
0: Coleraine getting the third Princeton turner of the night. Two interceptions and now a fumble. Leroy Bowers, I believe, was the man who was carrying it for rare time this year. High formation behind Johnson, who's under center, takes it, fakes it, options right, pitches it back Thomas to the 10, gets a block down to the five, and Jalen Thomas is in for his second touchdown of the night. 8-13 to go. Princeton is in a world of trouble now. Now 22-7 with the extra point pending. Nice job by Johnson. He faked the dive. Kept it. A couple steps to his right on the option. And at the right time, dumped it back to the trail back who easily goes in. He broke a tackle around the tube and had such a head of steam nobody was going to stop Jalen Thomas. So uh, Will attempt the extra point. He had one blocked earlier tonight. He also has a 32-yard field goal to his credit. Snap is good. The hold is good. The kick by Ott is on the way. It is more than long enough, and it is good.
3: 8-13
0: to go in the third quarter. Princeton's got to answer and answer quickly. It's now Coleraine 23, Princeton 7. This is Princeton Vikings playoff football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: London Computer Systems is a seven-time top workplace thanks to their top Cincinnati workforce. For three decades, LCS has been a leading provider of critical business technologies, including their signature property management software, Rent Manager. Take the next step in your career and join this award-winning workforce. Visit www.lcs.com careers today.
0: Well, if there's a bright side, it's still a two-score game, which is exactly what it was at halftime, but it would be two touchdowns, two two-point conversions at this point. Back here at Cardinal Stadium at rain High School. I'm Richard Skinner with our producer engineer, Zach Waddell. Well, Princeton takes advantage. They've taken advantage of a interception. They turned into a touchdown, and this time a fumble recovery. So 14 points off Princeton turnovers now tonight. Actually make it 17 because that field goal drive at the end of the half after they intercepted it back at the 8-yard line. 17 points off turnovers tonight for Colerain. It'll be Cameron not to kick it away again. He's got Foster to the near side. And Kevin Suttles back there deep. Actually make it Bowers and Suttles. Now it's Bowers and Foster. He's not now going to move on the football. He's going to punch a line drive kick that's going to bounce to Bowers at the 10-yard line. Runs ahead to the 15, angles off the left side to the 20. Picks up a block, gets the outside 25 across the 30 and chopped down across the 30-yard line. To the the 31, maybe 32, and Princeton will have it right there. Vikings still have not completed a pass tonight. And now there's penalty flags come in very late. Well after the play, a couple of flags come in. There's a lot of jawing going on, and let's see who gets called for it. And Princeton can ill afford it to be on them. Actually, they are now over 1,000 yards in penalty yardage this season. That's before this call. Let's see. Maybe this can go against Coleraine and get Princeton some great field position. We'll see. Both teams were jawing with each other. Let's see who they call it on. Now, this may be both ways. Referee walking over. Dead ball. Personal foul against Coleraine. And he's not done yet. Dead ball. Personal foul against Princeton. So both teams off-setting get a penalty. offsetting penalty after the play. So we start from Princeton where the play ended, which should Princeton. be the Princeton 31-yard line.
1: On the 31. and they go back
0: to the shotgun with three receivers right Durham in the gun with Boyd to his right tight end offset left, snap is back hand off to Boyd running left, skips through a hole across the 30 and drags a tackler well up to the 34 counter. that's a nice tackle to grab around the big thighs with Zander Kendall who recovered that last fumble Zander linebacker
1: in
0: after a gain of three is one or eight minutes to go here in the third Princeton needs something on this drive right here to get a little life back in it and get back in this game down 23-7. 7-7 when they had a touchdown run wiped out by a hold. Ari Turner 39-yard TD run, and it's been all downhill since. Two receivers left off the hash mark to the left. One receiver, Burke Coulter, wide right. Here's a handoff to Boyd running straight ahead. He tries to pick his way across the 45 and they're not getting much push now. They had that drive in the first half where they just went straight down the field running the ball to the right behind Boyd, but here they have had a lot, they have had a hard time running the ball since. So that's another third down they have to try to convert. It's fairly third longish. Third and five from the 46. And we are now under seven minutes to go in the third. Harris comes wide right, Matthews. It's Jamar Matthews, and Harris wide left. They're making Foster that way. He's Foster's the slot man. Now he comes in motion to the right. Snap back to Durham. Drops the throw. Far side throw incomplete. Goes off the hands of the intended receiver, Harris. Or make it Burkhalter. Went in and out of his hands. The coverage over that side was by Sean Williamson. Wasn't great coverage. And Prince looked for a second like he was going to go for it. They're going to punt it away again. Durham looks like he is just his hand is just frozen. He didn't look like he got a very good grip on that ball at all to throw the pass on this cold night. Sean Paye stands in single safety back at his 35. Tamir Matthews to punt, it. it's a good snap back. Matthews punt is a line drive that is gonna bounce at the 35. Bounce a few times inside up, oh, gonna stay outside the 30 to 31, Is gonna be down right there. And that's where Coleraine will take over on its own 31 with 6.36 to go. And this is where Coleraine just grinds you to a pulp. They've got momentum. They got the lead. Their defense has pretty much shut Princeton down ever since that touchdown was called back. And now you're in real danger if you don't get a three and out or force a punt here. Them chewing up some clock, and heaven forbid if they score some more points. That would about put it away. Double wings each way. Slot to the right as well. Abdul-Wahid now pace goes in motion to the right off the wing left. Now he starts and comes back. Really sets on the wing left. You look over at the sideline still. Johnson, the quarterback, still looking over there. Now he's going to reach under center, he looks at a seven-man front. Princeton's got everybody bunched up at the line of scrimmage. Now Pace goes in motion back to the right. They're going to option that way. Johnson's going to keep it across the 35-40. And Johnson, the 44-yard line, and the option keeper's going to pick up 13 yards and a first down. Marty Johnson faked the dive the to the times. fullback, optioned it to the right, decided to point cut point it up and point point. gets good yardage to the 44 to first, first down. down. <laughs> And Princeton's defenders, hands on hips. They're getting a little tired. They've been out there a bunch. Myers comes wide left. Pace is going to come out in a slot that way. Wing back to the right. In the game at that wing back spot is Shannon Murray. Princeton walks the defenders up. Got five at the line of scrimmage. Two linebackers close behind. and Trying to gang the box. And now play clock running down. Colerain takes a Another timeout. Colerain. So we'll take a timeout with him, 6.03 to go here in the third. It's Coleraine 23, although the scoreboard says 24, that's not right, 23, no it's back to 23. Coleraine 23, Princeton 7. This is Princeton Vikings playoff football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
4: Filling an opening at your company means more than just finding an employee. You're looking for a fit
0: Back here at Cardinal Stadium, let's give you a couple of quick score updates. Mason and St. X now tied 20 all in the third. Elder 28, Lakota West 10, and Fairfield now, two touchdowns has gone up on Hamilton 23-13. Here's a handoff to the fullback, Abdul-Wahid, straight ahead, he crashes across the fifth make making pace actually, excuse me. Pace crashes down to about the 47 for a pickup of eight on first down. And Colerain going with a little bit of up tempo here, trying to this put Princeton away, man. knowing they've got him on their heels. They go to the uh, the wishbone set this time. There's a handoff pace. One of the left halfback gets it, and he's going to get a first down down to the 45 before he's pushed back. He's got more than enough for a first down, so they come out in the wishbone set. The right halfback and left halfback both have their hands on their knees. They're not in a three-point stance. The fullback's in a four-point stance. Abdul Wahid.
4: That's
0: a first down. So Coleraine first down at the Princeton 45. Vikings Need to knock one loose here. By the time they snap this, we'll be down about five minutes to go in the third. <clears throat> Wide receivers each way. Now they change formation. Slot to the left. Pace the slot man. Thomas on a wing left. Now he goes in motion to the right behind the formation. Here's a there's a fake handoff or a handoff. It's fumbled and picked up by the fullback Abdul Wahid. <laughs>
1: Boy, Abdul-Wahid,
0: it looked like for all the world, like the fumble on the handoff, it must have bounced right back up to Abdul-Wahid, and he's going to get some yardage down to the 42-yard line. So gain of three off the Princeton needed that break. They needed that ball to bounce their way that time. It did not. Lorraine's still in the huddle with 10 on the play clock. they got to hustle. They may have to take another timeout. Down to eight on the play clock. They run to the line of scrimmage. Two receivers left. Double wing backs. No running back this time. Now Thomas comes in motion left. They option that way. Johnson down the line. He's going to cut it up and go nowhere. He had no way to pitch it. They covered the pitch man up, and then Kevin Suttles from the secondary came up to drop Johnson for no gain. Nice job stringing that out on the option play. Down seven. So third and six from the Princeton 41. As we go under four minutes to go in the third, this becomes a monumental stop here for Princeton. Third and six for Colrain from the Princeton 41 off the hash mark to the left. They send two receivers, Thomas and Myers, wide right. They'll go to the eye with Paces. The eye back behind Abdul Wahid. Johnson under center, looks at a six-man front. Fullback goes in motion right. Might have started early. Pitchback goes to Pace, running right. Thomas blows up the blocker, and he blew up Pace as well. What a play by Jaheem Thomas. He took on the blocker, Abdul-Wahid, the fullback. He tackled him and Pace at the same time. Nice job by Jaheem Thomas, the UC-bound linebacker, to stop that third down play for no gain. And on fourth down, Sandusky checks in to punt it away, and Princeton still has a little bit of life. As Leroy Bowers will drop back in single safety. Now, actually, D'Angelo Foster will trot on and join him back there at around the 15. Colerain just letting a lot of time run off. Down to eight on the play clock, under three on the game clock here in the third. And the snap is a fake. They snap into the up back. It's pace trying to run left. He's got the first down of more. 30. Cuts right 25. Chop down right there, but that's a first down. D'Angelo Foster tackled him, but. They got him on the fake punt in the regular season when Sandusky threw a 55-yard touchdown. This time they snap it to the up-back pace, and he runs 16 yards for a Coleraine first down. That's inexcusable. Just snapped it to the up-back pace, got one block at the point of attack, and off he went. That was a nice tackle, by the way, by D'Angelo Foster. He saved the touchdown. And we're going to whistle... They just want to restart the play clock. 2.48 to go here in the third, and Colerain feels like it's got the knockout punch coming. They've come with that heavy package, so Pace will be the the quarterback basically in a single-wing set here. So they've taken the smaller group out. Johnson, the quarterback, is out at the moment. So they come with the big beef package, bringing a couple of defensive linemen as extra blockers. Nobody wide. Thomas is going to line up on a wing left. This is literally old single-wing football. Now in motion goes Thomas. Here comes Pace on an option play. Looks like he wants to throw it. Now he runs back to his right. Has all kinds of running room. Outside 25, cuts it into 20, and lowers his shoulder down to the 19-yard line where he'll get six yards. Leroy Bowers made the stop. There is a flag down in the secondary. I think Princeton might have got caught for holding in the secondary. Pace was looking at a receiver, and I think the receiver he was looking at got held.
1: Holding defense.
0: They bring in Corleone, who's a defensive lineman. wears 58, but he comes in as a basically a fullback, so he reports as eligible. They <laughs> haven't done anything yet penalty-wise. Pickup got it down to the 19-yard line. Stop, clock stop with 2.14 to go. Yeah, He'll mark first it the extra handful of yards. They'll mark it all the way down. Actually, going to mark it from the point of the infraction. So that'll be down to the 10-yard line where it'll be first down and the goal for the 10-yard goal. line. And they're going to stay in the same formation. Nine blockers within side-to-side, then one wingback Thomas left. Pace just stands by himself as the single-wing quarterback. Awaits the shotgun snap. Laps his hands and gets it, runs straight ahead off right guard, takes it inside the five and tackles forward to the four yard line. Darian Henry got the stop, but tackled him forward. John Harris helped, but not before Deshaun Pace picks up a chunk of six on first down. It'll be second and goal from the four with a minute 45 to go here in the third, and the clock rolling. And this touchdown would just about be the knockout blow for Princeton in the 2019 season. They'd be down three scores with a quarter to go. Same formation, nobody wide except Thomas a little bit on a wing left off the hash mark to the right Paces the single wing quarterback waiting the snap from the shotgun takes the snap Wanted to throw it now he's gonna bounce it and run it runs it off right tackle runs it into a wave of white nice shirt and defenders there. who stop him even about the three yard line good job by the Princeton defense there to come up the works pace look like he was gonna throw a jump pass for a second and then decided not to do it and now they're gonna bring the smaller group in nice as Abdul Wahid Freddie Johnson, the quarterback gonna come back in and Brian Beaver's also coming in to play tight end. To about go the two extra defensive linemen. Fairfield now has surged ahead 30 to 13 on Hamilton after being down 13 to nine. We're down to 48 seconds to go, 10 on the play clock and they may have to take a timeout again. They're just now getting out of the huddle. Johnson's gonna go under center. They're gonna go with the offset eye in the backfield. Abdul Wahid, the lone running back, and now a penalty flag comes in or whistles blow. And the play clock might have expired or did it. Timeout, no, they just got a timeout for a Colrain. We'll take one with him. 35 seconds to go in the third. The score is Coleraine 23, Princeton 7. This is Princeton Vikings playoff football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: Loveland Chiropractic Office has been treating patients in the Loveland area since 1921. We have generations of experience that continue to lead the field in chiropractic care. With our experience, we have high level of success with acute injuries as well as chronic conditions. You can find us online at lovelandchiro.com. That's lovelandchiro.com. And on Facebook.
0: Back here at Cardinal Stadium at Coleraine High School. Just 35 seconds to go in the third. Princeton with a must stop situation here. It'll be third and goal for Coleraine from the Princeton three yard line off the hash mark to the right. Pace comes back in as a fullback set right. Abdul Wahid the deep back. In fact, two fullbacks behind each other. Now they reset to the left on a double wing left. Here's Johnson gonna take it. He's gonna run it right behind the unbalanced line. Look and he will go crashing into the end zone for a touchdown. They went with an unbalanced line to the right. Looked like they were going to put the two blockers to that side. They flipped them on wings to the left. Still ran to the unbalanced side. And Freddie Johnson goes in from three yards out. And with 30 seconds to go in the third. It's now 29-7, the Coleraine lead. So the Coleraine Cardinals on their way, it looks like, to the regional semifinal round where Fairfield looks like it's going to advance up 30-13. to Elder up on... Dakota West, 35-10, and St. X's rally to take a lead on Mason, 27-20, so it looks like all the seeds are gonna hold. You'll have Elder and St. X in round two, and you'll have Fairfield and Coleraine in round two. Snap back, hold is on, and Cameron Knott's extra point attempt is good. 30 seconds to go in the third quarter. It's now Coleraine, 30, Princeton, seven, and the Cardinals on their way to a first-round win. Princeton, an exciting season that saw them get to the playoffs, has about one quarter left in it. Scores now. Princeton, trailing Colerain 30-7. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: For over 55 years, Miller-Valentine has worked in close collaboration with businesses when they are ready to build, renovate, or expand. Choosing Miller-Valentine as your construction partner means aligning yourself with passionate experts who recognize the value of a team approach. Having grown from a small general contractor to a nationally recognized construction company, Miller Valentine listens closely to your needs to recommend the best combination of construction techniques to fit your project. For more information about Miller Valentine Group, please visit us at www.mvg.com.
0: Well, the Princeton Viking offense, which had been very diversified the last few weeks, has really struggled tonight Had one good drive, which Thomas Boyd did most of the running on it. Dorian Durham has been so good the last few weeks. Oh, a five passing tonight, two interceptions. So here's Ott moving on the football, and he's going to pop up a short kick that is going to be fielded at the 25-yard line by Burkhalter. He runs left across the 30 to the 35 and tackled there.
1: On
0: the kickoff and turns it to so the maybe a player two left Princeton here in the third for Princeton line, first and 10 Vikings. Vikings will start at their own 35-yard line Princeton Just has not gotten anything going on, on offense other than the one drive and they did have ai will uh, give them two drives because they had that obviously that touchdown by Ari Turner 39-yard touchdown run that would have put him up 13-7 wiped out in the second quarter so durham back in there at quarterback he's in the shotgun with Boyd to his right three receivers to the right waits the shotgun snap takes it gonna swing out a pass to the near side and complete he's now 0-6 not a great pass for d'angelo foster it was a well out in front of him and durham just doesn't look comfortable tonight and I, i i wonder if the weather's really bothering him he's having a hard time it looks like gripping that football his two interceptions were well underthrown, and we've seen him put some of those deep balls this season on a dime. He just doesn't look right throwing the football tonight. So second and ten. Same formation, Harris, Burkhalter, Foster come wide right in that order with Harris the widest. in the shotgun, looks at a three-man front. They rush three, hands it to Boyd. Boyd started left, cuts back right, has running room across the 40, and chopped down as he gets it up to the 43-yard line for a pickup of eight yards, and that is probably gonna do it for this third quarter of play. Princeton is going to need one heck of a miracle comeback if it's gonna advance in the playoffs. If not, it'll be Coleraine once again, moving on. Third quarter's come to an end here from Cardinal Stadium at Coleraine High School with the score, Coleraine 30, Princeton
4: seven.
3: This is Princeton Vikings playoff football from
4: ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. For professional staffing, there's only one name you need to know.
0: Well, back here for probably one more quarter of the season for the Princeton Vikings, who through three quarters unofficially have 103 yards total offense. Coleraine with 294, 239 of that on the, 249 of that on the ground. So 30 to 7, Coleraine with the lead. Princeton going right to left in this fourth quarter. He's going to be faced with a third and two. They need some quick scores, maybe a turnover to two the other way, and a little bit of luck to pull this one out. Trip set to the right, they're gonna hand it to Boyd, running straight ahead, he picks his way, and I don't know if he got there or not, he had to get to the 45, it looks like they're gonna stack him up just shy of it. So it's gonna be fourth and inches, he got close to it, but he had to get literally right to the 45 yard line, they're gonna put it down just shy of that. And rightfully so, he just got stood up and didn't get another inch of ground. So fourth and inches for Princeton. I would say, I would hope Dorian Durham would go under and center and sneak it ahead, but that's not, it's been done for the most part of these fourth downs. He will stay in the shotgun on fourth and inches. Ball game basically on the line here. Trip set to the right. Matthews, the tight end, resets to the left. Here's the snap. Handoff. Boyd. Runs off left guard. Crashes ahead and he's got the first down across boy, the 45 boy, boy, boy. to the 47-yard line. Sander Kindle. Kindle got him around the ankles to bring him down. But not before Big first Thomas Boyd gets a first out of the 47 and Princeton needs to pick up the pace a little. Durham ran all the way to the sideline again to get the play. That just wastes so much time. I and mean, they've wasted 15 seconds of play clock and they're not even out of the huddle yet. Slot to the right this time one receiver left now the receiver goes in motion foster gets the jet sweep coming left got a blocker out in front tries to cut it up gets across the 50 and spins out of bounds of the 49 yard line short gain on the d'angelo foster jet sweep coming left got about
1: four. Second and six and thomas boyd
0: who was blocking comes out, needs a, looks like either a little breather. He's kind of hobbling off a little bit, not running with a full gait as he goes jogging off. Two receivers right, Foster the slot man, Halter wide left by himself, off the hash mark left, now Foster comes in motion left, shotgun snap, handoff, Ari Turner running right, trying to bounce to the outside, does so across the 50, 45, spins away from a tackle, 40, 35, down to the 30, and is finally brought down about at the 28 yard line, Ari Turner, who had that touchdown run wiped out in the first half, Picks up a big chunk of 20 plus right there. That's a first down Princeton to the Coleraine 28. And now, got a player shaking up. Is that Pace? I think he's just cramping up. I mean, he's, he's played both ways and he's played a bunch. And Deshaun Pace is cramping up. And understand, even though it's not a hot night, he has played a lot of high leverage snaps in this game both ways. He's got two interceptions. He's run it, he's caught passes, he's returned kicks. He's trying to talk him into how to get that cramp out of that calf and he is in some real pain as they try to work it out.
1: 0-9-5, 7 It's been a season in which this right. Princeton Vikings
0: team Come had, had done something for the first time since 2007. No other team did get to the playoffs, but looks like where it's going to end in round one. Pace is going to be helped to his feet. He's going to walk off, but when those things start, they usually don't stop, at least on that given night. They're trying to get him some fluids right now. But again, it's a kid that doesn't take much of a break, and that's you don't see that a whole lot at this level. He is a good football player. So Princeton with a first down at the Colerain 28 with 10.38 to go. Clock stopped for the injury timeout. Off the hash mark to the right. Turner the lone running back to the left of Durham, who's got two receivers right, one left. Looks at a four-man front. Takes the shotgun snap. Play fake, drops to throw. He's going to throw it deep up the left side for Burkhalter, who will go up to get it, and it's incomplete and broken up. Nice yeah, coverage by Willis, who went up. Complete. Kenny Willis goes six feet tall, so he's a little taller than most corners that Burkhalter's done game. that against. Burkhalter goes 6'3". And again, they just throw that jump ball up there and hope Burkhalter can use his size to go get it. And Kenny Wilson did a good job to break it up. So second and ten, clock stop with 10:28 to go from the Colerain 28-yard line. And we get a break. We'll pass some more scores along to you in just a bit. We I think we're caught up from before. I don't think anything much has changed with the top seeds all leading. Here's Durham out of the gun, takes the snap, wants to set up the middle screen. He's being flushed out to his right, on the move, still on the move. Now he's going to keep it, and he's going to be run out of bounds at about the 26-yard line. Want to set up a middle screen and then tried to delay it, but he got some pressure by LT Johnson. Johnson finally was able to track him down and run him down and out of bounds at about the 27-yard line for a gain of a yard to be third and nine. Still looking for that first completion. Quick update on the scoreboard. Fourth quarter, X, 27, Mason, 20. Elder's going to win comfortably up 42-10, and Fairfield in the third quarter up 30-13. Again, they've run off 21 answer points in that game. So again, it looks like the top four seeds all playing at home tonight will advance. And If they do, it'll be X and Elder in round two at a neutral site. It'll be Coleraine Fairfield around two at a neutral site. Here's Durham, looks at a blitz on the third and nine, rolls to his right, trying to extend the play, and now runs out of bounds. He's going to lose a yard back to the original line of scrimmage. There was nowhere to throw that football for Dorian Durham. He was looking for somebody downfield. They were all covered. Finally, he just ran out of time and ran out of bounds. So fourth and 10, Princeton. They'll mark it actually at the 27. He got a little generous spot, but really doesn't matter. It's still fourth and long. Fourth in the season for all intents and purposes. Fourth and nine. From the Princeton, or from the Colerain 27-yard line. Burkhalter goes wide left. Harris and Foster go wide right. Off the hash mark to the right, here comes the blitz, it's on, Durham drops, he's in some pressure, flushed out, throws one over the middle, caught it to 22, and Harris is gonna be tackled at the 22 yard line, well short of the first down, and Colerain will force Princeton to turn it over on downs. And with 10.05 to go,
1: and now a late penalty flag comes in.
0: Are they gonna get a, they gonna get a Colerain player for yapping here? I think they are. Now is this going to give, this is going to come, well after the play, it's going to come after the play. So I'm assuming they'll turn it over on downs, but they'll just back Coleraine up. And it will be on sportsmanlike conduct against Coleraine. But it is going to be Coleraine football, but they'll start back on their own 11 with 10.05 to go in the game. This is where things can get a little chippy both sides.
1: Corrine has really dominated First this game physically.
0: we will start from their 11. Johnson will come out at quarterback. Pace is back out there despite a three touchdown plus lead and cramping up. He lines up on a wing left. Jalen Thomas on a wing right. Abdul Wahid the fullback. Now Pace goes in motion to the right. They're going to option that way. Leave it for the fullback, Waheed. Abdul-Waheed comes across the 15 and spins forward to the 16-yard line. Kevin Suttles and John Harris combine to make the stop after a pickup of five.
1: This is what Coleraine's
0: going to do. They're going to use a lot of play clock. Just trying to to grind out a handful of first downs and grind that way the rest of this time for the most part.
1: With that 40-second play
0: clock, you can you just keep grinding out four, five, six yards in a chunk, you can run out a bunch of clock. Second and five from the 16. It'll be double wings. Back each way up to the fullback. Now Thomas goes in motion left. He gets the toss sweep going that way. Tries to cut it inside. He's going to be tackled for a loss. Nice job by Juan Jarrett to come up and make that play as Jarrett Set the edge and then made the tackle on top of it. That'll lose back to the original line of scrimmage about the 12-yard line. Loss of four. So it'll be third and 10 for Coleraine as we move under nine minutes to go in the contest. 30-7 the lead for Coleraine. 7-7 in the second quarter. Princeton had actually taken a lead for a brief moment on a touchdown run that got called back by a hold. And it's been all Coleraine ever since. Third and ten, double wings, one wide out, wide right. Johnson under center, sends Thomas in motion left. They're going to run the scissor back to the inside to pace. He's not going to get very much. Got up to the 15, and that's about all as they try to push the pile forward. And they do so for a yard or so. But Princeton going to have to, or rather Colerain going to have to punt it away. Colerain, rather Princeton with a little life, not much. Have to score score very quickly. A couple onside kicks, so Sandusky will come in Four to punt. Down, he stands back at about 11. his own one. Leroy Bauer is gonna drop Boston back for the Sandusky. moment in single safety. And now Foster trots in as Harding goes out. So Foster will join him in twin safeties back around the 40 yard line. Sandusky looks at the play clock. Still has 14 seconds on it. This will be under Bauer. eight minutes by the time Coleraine snaps it. Not down to sure. eight on the play not clock. Not like no hurry, and understandably so. Sandusky gets the snap, and he gets the punt away. It's a high reverse spin. Hunt that's going to bounce and take a bounce. It goes through Bower's hands, and he finally scoops it up back at the 44-yard line. That had reverse spin on it off the foot of the kicker, off the putter, but it took a forward
1: bounce. So, it'll be at the
0: 45-yard line is where Princeton will start, 7.43 to go in the game.
1: 27, Mason 20. He's
0: your third quarter scorer. Princeton has just completed one pass tonight, Dorian Durham, and it came on a fourth and ten when they got about six yards and were well short of the first down. Durham comes out with Ari Turner in there as the running back. He's ripped off some nice runs in the few games that he's played. He's in there as a receiver. Nobody in the backfield other than the quarterback, Durham, takes the shotgun snap and drops the throw. Sets his feet, looking over the middle, fires it over the middle, and it's intercepted and then dropped. It went through Xavier Xavier Kendall's hands and then through the hands of the receiver, Jamar Matthews, and ends up going incomplete. Kendall looked like he made a good break on the ball, but couldn't hold on to it. It will go incomplete. Second and 10 for Princeton from its own 43. Hard time with the marker. Hard time getting it set and they finally do. They were flipping numbers all over the place over there. Double slots each way off the hash mark to the left. Coleraine shows blitz, they back out of it, dropping the throw. Now they send a man up the middle late. Dorham flushed out. Now he's gonna throw it on the run up the near sideline. It's gonna be tipped and almost intercepted.
2: Pass ball is incomplete.
0: Sean Williamson jumped up to get it. Couldn't quite drag it in and be completely third down. For the the third down 10. Durham was scrambling left. He's a right-handed thrower. Just couldn't get much on it. I, I just wonder, like I said, if his hand just is too cold to grip the football properly. He's not gotten much on his throws tonight. And he's thrown the deep ball very well this season when he's had the opportunity. Third and 10, off the hash mark to the left, trip set right, the open side, one receiver left, the close side. Three man front, that's all they rush, Now they rush a late fourth, throw him back to throw, in some pressure, and he's gonna be sacked back at the 33-yard line. They blitz the late blitzer as Beavers, the middle linebacker, Brian Beavers came late. And He's gonna get credit for the sack, along with Donovan Owens. And it'll be fourth down, and it looks like Princeton's gonna punt it away with just over seven minutes to go.
1: Initially just rushed
0: three, and then Beavers on a delayed blitz was able to confuse things. Princeton will punt it away with under seven minutes left. Tamir Matthews stands back at his own 20, gets the snap, gets away a very high short punt that's going to bounce just across the 50 at the 45, goes sideways, and Pace looked like he was going to scoop it up and then thought better of it and it's gonna roll dead at the 37-yard line. The so Corey will take over there, up 30-7 on Princeton with just 6.41 to go in the football game. Caught up on the scores very quickly. It's now 34-20 Princeton, or rather St. Xavier. 30-13 Fairfield, and Elders up 42-10. to 10. Now 37-13 make it Fairfield. They've run off 28 unanswered points So the Greater Miami Conference showdown in round two. Fairfield Colerain part two. Regular season finale last week. Colerain winning in overtime 16-10. to 10. That should be a dandy. And, of course, the GCL South showdown looks like it will be on for sure as well between Elder and St. Xavier. That's a pretty good final four in this region. Receiver wide left, wing backs each way. Now Wallace goes in motion. They hand it off to the fullback who's in the game. That's M.J. Flowers.
3: MJ Flowers. First time He ran it. he had a big game the first time
0: these teams played at 123 yards rushing.
3: Looks like no gain on the play.
0: About two first downs and Colerain can almost run this clock out. But you gotta get the two first downs first. Play clock down to 20. Coling taking its time, down to 6-10 on the game clock. Out of the I formation with Johnson under center, takes it. Drops the football as he tried to hand it off to the fullback coming through. They were going to run the option play, and on the mesh, they just drop it. Johnson's going to fall right on it, right at the line of scrimmage for no gain. That actually, maybe lose a half a yard. So third and long. not even out of the huddle they're just they're gonna milk this for all it's worth and understandably so play clock just grinds down down to 10 johnson on third and 10 out of the eye formation under center now the fullback motions right they toss it coming right trying to swing it to the outside and gonna be in some trouble and gonna get tackled for a loss was tyrus bradley so bradley toss sweep coming right and now princeton i believe is going to take a timeout and they will We'll take a timeout with them. 5:18 to go in the football game. Princeton's going to get it back on a punt, but got a lot of work to do. Down 30-7 to here in this fourth quarter of play. This is Princeton Vikings playoff football from ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. All right, fourth down for Coleraine with 5.18 to go. They're going to punt it away, but the Cardinals comfortably ahead 30-7, and the Princeton offense has done absolutely nothing in this second half. Bowers, the up man, stands at the 50. Foster, the deep man, stands at the 40. Coleraine ran a fake punt on a fourth and five and got a first down, but I don't think they're going to run a fake here, but you never know. Sandusky awaits the snap to punt it. Princeton almost went offside, but I think they got, I don't know what they're jumping around all happy about. You're down 23 points and you got a guy to jump off sides. Good for you. So it's going to be a false start, I believe, the call against Coleraine. So they'll punt it from five yards further back. So we'll try to do this again from five yards further back. Sandusky, <coughs> excuse me, will wait the snap. Does that soccer star, that uh, rugby style punting. Snap back, and he punts it away. It's a wobbly kick that Foster's gonna go back and field at the 38 yard line. Splits defenders of the 40, 45, far side 50. Trying to get to the sideline, 45 40, and he's run out of bounds at the 37 yard line. Good return by D'Angelo Foster. And now a late hit, I believe, going to come against Cole Rain because a Princeton player went flying out of bounds. And if so, Princeton will start down at the 22 after this mark off, which I believe comes against Cole Rain. I can't believe it would not look like a Princeton player went, got knocked sideways from behind. Well, after the play was over, good return by D'Angelo Foster though, it's a 25-yard return. Did a good job to catch it, an a, and then he just was very decisive in splitting defenders and ran right by him. This game has kind of ground to a halt here the last few minutes 505 to go in this fourth quarter. It's all Cole Rain Cardinals lead it 30 to 7. I believe this markoff goes against Cole Rain if so it'll be down at the 22 yard line. No signal yet from the referee. I don't know why this takes so long to sort out. I just for the life of me I don't. You know what the penalty is. Just make the call. Oh no this is going to go against Prince. Oh my goodness gracious. Personal foul against Princeton. So the Vikings with another dead ball penalty. That just adds on to the penalty buffoonery of this season. So they'll back it up there back to their own force. Instead of the 22, of Colerain, they'll start at their their own
1: 48. I'm not so sure there hasn't been at
0: least one, at least two or three personal foul penalties in all 11 games this season, Zach. Unreal. Ridiculous. So from the 48-yard line, it is, they're going to get a backup quarterback in the game taking a shotgun snap. That is Makai Lin. Princeton coach Mike Daniels is waving the white flag a little bit, unless Durham got shaken up. Elder now pulls ahead, 42-17. And actually that's a final now. So Elder's advanced, 42-17. Four seed beating the five, Lakota West. Now 41-20, St. trail that 20-13, to they've ripped off 28 straight points, and it's still 37-13, Fairfield. Makai mm-hmm. in there, quarterback, is that a final now? Here's a dropping back Lynn, gonna throw it deep up the right side into coverage, and it's gonna be, is it intercepted? There's a flag that comes in, and maybe pass interference. It's fourth quarter for Fairfield and Princeton. So all, those, all the all those top seeds are going to advance, it looks like. So Makai Lynn getting some snaps in there at quarterback. It's going to be pass interference to call against Colerain here with 4.17 to go. Not sure I saw interference on that play, but nonetheless, that's what it looks, looks like. It's what it's going to be. He'll go back to the line of scrimmage and march off 15 yards, and Princeton will have a first down inside the Coleraine 40 at the 39.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's a pretty good throw by right
0: Mikhailin. Right. He got some juice on that one. Mikhailin's played a little bit this year, 6'3", 180-pound sophomore. Played some mop-up duty against Oak Hills. Getting some right here. He's got three receivers bunch left, handed off to Foster, coming on a jet sweep left. Now he's going to cut back to the right. Trying to pick up a block from the quarterback, gets outside the 40, he has crashed out of bounds at about the 37-yard line. Boy, lowered the Foster boom there, it looked like really? Devontae Kiner, a junior defensive back, was there to lower his shoulder and knock him out of bounds, Foster.
1: Hard up. He's
0: got seven, a couple nine, down seven. to the 37 as we're under four minutes to go. A lot of jawing going on, Foster jawing and he's pointing now at a Coleraine player. There's just a lot of jawing going on both ways. Somebody needs to take control of this. Two receivers left. One just offset on a wing left. Now Foster comes in motion right to left. They fake it to him. Running straight ahead. Lynn has running room. Breaks through a tackle at the 35. Trying to bounce off of another, but will not. He'll be brought down at the 32-yard line. Nice tackle by Beavers. Darian, or Brian Beavers, the linebacker. A nice game by Makai Lynn. down to the 20, or down to the and 32. Third and three
1: for Princeton. Third down along, let's call it three. Third down three.
0: So third and three, Lynn's in the shotgun. Two receivers bunched both ways, slots each way, but they're not very wide, very tight. Ari Turner in there at the running back spot. And now Lynch just gonna keep it running right, cuts it up, and he's gonna be stopped well short of the first down. Good penetration by Temeskin Kashyay, who came in there to make the stop. And he'll drop him for a loss. Loss of a couple back to the 34, so fourth and five with 2.25 to go. This potentially could be the last offensive snap for of Princeton in the 2019 season. Coulter, Matthews go left. Harris, Foster go right. Off the hash oh mark to the right. Makai Lin in the shotgun and now a whistle. and They're going to have to reset the play clock it looks like. And now they restart it. So here we go, fourth and five, down 30 to seven Princeton. Mikhailin in the shotgun takes the snap, they blitz him, he's in some pressure, sets his feet, gonna gun it left side, is gonna go through everybody and incomplete, and Princeton will turn it over on downs with a minute 57 to go in the football game, and Coleraine can take knees,
1: and that'll be the season.
0: So Princeton, or rather Coleraine, which won the regional championship In 2018, 2017, and 2015, they've won it before that, but three times in the last four years, they've gone to the state semifinal round at the very least. We'll now look to beat Fairfield for the second time in three weeks and advance to the regional championship game again. Well, those are two just great matchups next week. The GCL South rematch of St. X and Elder, and the Greater Miami Conference rematch between Fairfield and Coleraine. Colerain with a new quarterback in there, Tyler Prather, who's played some this season, junior, in there to play the quarterback spot. He's going to go from under center with an I formation behind him. Takes the snap, hands it off to an up back, it crashes across the 45 to the 46. Didn't get much. Princeton does have a couple timeouts left, but I'm guessing that they probably won't use them. One first down would just about do this. Play clock down to 15. Getting out of the I formation here. I think they're just going to take a knee now. Prather is down to two or down to four. Down to three. Takes the snap. Takes a knee. So Tyler Prather takes a knee. He's got to do that one more time, and that'll do it for this season. So it was a 7-7 score in the first quarter. After one quarter, Princeton had taken a brief. It appeared 13-7 lead on a 39-yard Ari Turner touchdown run. It got wiped out by a holding penalty. And After that, it was all Coleraine. They did a great job defensively, got their running game going. And at halftime, it was 16-7. They've outscored them 14-0 here in the second half. And Tyler Prather with the play clock down to five, under 40 on the game clock, has to take a knee one more time, which he does, and that will do it for the Princeton 2019 season, which was a very good one. They made the playoffs for the first time since 2007, but come up short as for the 84th straight time, the Coleraine Cardinals have beaten a Greater Miami Conference opponent, this time in the playoffs. As time will wind down in this one, it was all Cole Rain after that first quarter of play and after that touchdown was wiped out. Game clock down to five. And that is going to do it for this football game. Time runs out as Coleraine advances with a 30-7 win over Princeton in this Division I, Region IV first-round game. Our thanks to the fine folks here at Coleraine High School for having us and getting us inside on such a cold and chilly night. Our thanks as well to the superintendent of schools of Princeton, Tom Burton to the athletic director, Joe Roberts, the head coach, Mike Daniels, and his staff. To Zach Waddell, who's done a great job producing and engineering this season. Executive producer, engineer of ESP Media, Rob Ebel. And thanks to all of you for listening. The 2019 Princeton football season has come to a close. As tonight, in the first round of the playoffs, it was Coleraine 30, Princeton 7. Thanks for listening to Coleraine Cardinal to Princeton Vikings playoff football from ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports.